Mike, turn your games down. Hi, we're with another movie episode of Games My Mom Found. I am Mike Helberton, and who's remaking a podcast with me tonight about a movie we already covered, but with different characters? Me tonight. <laughs> do I talk first, or do you talk first? <laughs> this is Peter Bingham Pankratz, author of the Fifth Civilization series of novels that are sci-fi in nature. So follow, find me there if you're interested. You can buy them on Amazon, too. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, Enigmatic Chrome Stormtrooper, Carrie Chandler, Carusetta on Twitch and YouTube and other media places. <laughs> All right. And we are here to we are finally here to cover our sequel trilogy talk. It is time for us to start those three movies that people try to forget exist. So <laughs> we're going to be starting with Star Wars, The Force Awakens, episode seven, directed by J.J. Abrams, Abrams, and it came out in 2015. Mm-hmm. Seems like a lifetime ago, but there yeah. was indeed there, the mid 2000s, the mid uh, 2010s, I should say. Mid 2010s. Yeah. I remember when this came out, I was so, I mean, I saw this in theaters, maybe not day one, but I saw it that weekend. That was for sure. Yeah. I, yeah, I saw it opening day. Right. I couldn't pass up the, I couldn't pass it up. It was the first Star Wars movie in 10 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I remember that excitement was so great. Yeah. I, I saw like the original like teaser trailer for it where you just barely see like a couple of things. Like you see like Luke's, you know, uh, mechanical hand on rd2 r2d2 and like a couple of other things yeah. and and then i saw like a an interview with jj abrams where he's standing in front of an actual x-wing and an actual bb-8 rolls up to him and i'm like all right i'm sold i'm not gonna watch <laughs> one single trailer one commercial i'm not gonna look at one promo image i'm gonna go in completely blind and then literally the night before i saw it the nerdist posted like a big photo montage that included kylo ren with his mask off and uh i got so <laughs> pissed that i like blocked the nerdist on all my social media stuff <laughs> fuck them yeah like because i went into it up until that night i was like i bet this uh this new this dude with the red lightsaber and like the mask i bet that's uh luke skywalker i bet he oh. turned to the dark side i bet that's luke skywalker i was like i bet and i bet that this uh girl this daisy ridley girl i bet she's playing Jaina solo or something like that this is gonna be awesome and uh nope but that's fine. I like I your idea better, Carrie. Let's let's see if Disney can film that idea. Yeah, I, I want to say uh, I'll just say up at the top. I love this movie. Actually, okay. I, I watched it last night for the first time in a couple of years. and I was like 100 percent held up. I liked it. I liked it a lot. It's it's got problems, but I'd still make it the what, the fifth best Star Wars movie. That's one of this trilogy, I think. So. Well, well, obviously, the other two, <laughs> like, like The Last Jedi is a bad movie that I want to be good because the worst people on the Internet hate it. And uh, this Rise of Skywalker is fucking garbage. It's worse than the prequels. So, <laughs> I in, my, in my opinion, so that's true. but this movie is good. This movie is good. I think it's better than the prequels. Um, it's 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 neck and neck with Solo. I'd say right. Oh, I agree. It's delightful. I think yeah. even though I will have things to say about it because it's very oh, yeah. easy. It's very easy to say things you don't like about it. But overall, this is a fun movie. When I first saw it, I definitely had a roaring good time and. Oh, exactly. Um, I was smiling the whole time. Even even when bad things happened, I was smiling, too, because it was Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's like you said, miles above the prequels. I think just if you have like a good script and you have actors who are actually trying to act, then you can be allowed to act. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Not, and not. These characters yeah, actually had some direction and were allowed to emote and have 
to develop right. things. So. Exactly. You're not you're not throwing Natalie Portman in the garbage like you're you're actually. Right. Oh. Yeah, I thought the cast of this was great. I thought um, the characters were great. I was like, I love Finn and Poe and their whole like buddy thing they got going in it. Yeah. I like Ray. I like the like the whole thing with with where Finn clearly likes Ray and Ray is just like happy to have a friend. <laughs> But doesn't clearly is not like feeling that same way. I love that. Like that's a subversion of what you expect to happen. And yeah, no, I like I said, I had a good time with it. There's I'm I'm kind of a uh, you know on this podcast famously allergic to member berries. Anytime <laughs> someone's trying to sit there and tug on your nostalgia strings, I get pissed off. But well, uh, so you would think I would hate this because that is what a lot of this movie <laughs> is. But uh, if I'm if I turn that part of my brain off. I just love this movie. And then if I leave it on, I'm still like, oh, it's still better than most Star Wars. Oh, and before we get too far, I do want to say like the basic plot of this movie is that the which, again, it's kind of in the scroll. The It's been 30 years after the Emperor has been killed and the Republic became came back, has a government. And then what the hell are they called? The resist, not the resistance, but First Order showed up as the Imperial remains and they're causing tr- trouble. Yeah, kind of the plot right. Of the movie. Right. And the. What you gather from the movie is that the New Republic is not really doing much of anything about the First Order. And so there's like a like militia led by Princess Leia called the Resistance. And they're the ones who are trying to fight the First Order. But they're doing it more or less without the New Republic's help. Yeah. And it's it's kind of funny having just finished Ahsoka, (laughs) which which I'll also say I mostly liked. uh, I liked it more than most of the Disney Plus Star Wars stuff. But not as much as Mandalorian or Andor, but I still I liked it more than Obi-Wan or Boba Fett. Ooh, high um, bar there over Boba Fett. Ooh, high bar. Well, yeah, but still, <laughs> I thought I thought Ahsoka was mostly good, especially if you're a Rebels fan. Uh, yes. But it's kind of like I'm like, all right, how do we get from the New Republic that we see in Rebel? I mean, in in Ahsoka and in Mandalorian season three and, and, and to this, how do we get to that? Because, well, that's called seems, fixing seems, our issue. Yeah, well, it just seems like there's a lot of like, like, I'm like, because those are only like 10 years apart. Oh, no, it's longer because it's Mandalorian. I think it's at at the point we're at. I think it's eight years after Return of the Jedi. So Ahsoka is about the same time as Mandalorian season three. So it's about eight or eight or nine years after Jedi. And this is 30 years after Jedi. So this is so so this is like 20 years after that. So I guess at some point, I guess some shit happened, you know. Mon Mothma is supposed to get rid of the military, supposedly, which is not in this movie. There is no mention of that in this movie, but oh. supposedly in this in the Star Wars canon, maybe even after the, re- the retcon things in this movie, there's a thing where Mon Mothma apparently disables the military. Yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, if you look at what was going on in Ahsoka and kind of like the fifth or sixth episode with uh, Hera having to go before that, like, tribunal and seeing how you have these, like, sniveling weasley little like senators (laughs) who had nothing to do who had no part in the resistance who no part in the rebellion yeah you could see if they got a hold of the of the of the republic how you would end up in the situation where princess leia's got to start a militia i mean i the thing i've I've been saying for a while is like ahsoka mandalorian they're all making this a better series because you're filling in gaps that people i mean that's the same thing clone wars and rebels is doing with the prequels yeah true they make it a lot better and and i think i think this series needs it i mean as a as a a whole this movie is a lot of fun i mean i didn't watch it right last night i watched in between i would watch like 10 minutes sometimes get busy maybe watch half an hour then get busy (laughs) and i'll watch it on a laptop while doing other things and it 
I still enjoyed it a lot, but it wasn't the right way to watch this movie. Well, you know, I think J.J. Abrams is really good at putting together, like, fun, exciting, kinetic, you know, action. And he's good at putting together, like, ensemble cast of very charismatic, fun characters. And he's not really good at, like, building, like, a world. And, like, if you look at, like, the Abrams Star Trek, you've got, you know, Spock sitting on a, a, a planet watching a star die and not, you know, immediately getting sucked into a black hole and dying himself (laughs) and things like that. And you're like, okay, well, I've got to completely throw away any suspension of disbelief while I'm watching this. And if I can do that, I can enjoy it. That's how I feel about the 2009 Star Trek. It's fun as long as you don't really care about Star Trek very much or realism in your science fiction at all. And and that's, I think that's Abrams to a T is he's good at putting together fun action with charismatic fun characters. And if you can just turn off the rest of your brain, you can really enjoy his stuff. Well, as I always say about J.J. Abrams, too, is that like he made Lost, and Lost is so good because... Until you think about it. <laughs> well, right. until you get farther into it. <laughs> the mysteries are great, and all of a sudden you figure out, oh, they have no idea what these mysteries are. They just wrote mysteries, and like, we'll fill in the blanks later, and then when you get to the blank, right. they're like, ah, uh, we don't know what to do here. And that's like, In this movie, it sets up so many things. Like, you're introduced to Ray right away. You're like, who is Ray? Who are her parents? Who left her on this planet? And you, you know, see, and I, I don't feel like we need to know Ray's backstory. That's one of the good oh, things uh, about The Lost Jedi is saying that her backstory is nothing. That's fine. She doesn't need to be like it would have been annoying if she turned out to be yet another Skywalker. <laughs> right. Are you trying to disregard that third movie? <laughs> yeah. I, well, I don't even remember anymore. <laughs> okay. uh, but yeah, we'll get we'll definitely get there. But but uh, but I mean, yeah, I'm, it was it was kind of funny. It was like she needed to be like either way younger or they needed to drop the parents thing because she keeps like, Oh, I've got to get back to Jakku. Cause you know, my parents will be, they'll be back for me any day now. It's like, you're like 18 years old. <laughs> right. At this point you would have stopped like thinking your parents are going to show up any day now. Like that's, you would have moved on. Yeah. It's a little, it's a little dumb. It's um, a little, I, was that the Simpsons? Nelson Muntz's uh, dad went out for a pack of cigarettes. One oh, day. Yeah. Got to come back any day now. Any day now. Yeah, it's, it was funny because it was obvious what they were doing. They were trying to plant the seed that she might be Luke's daughter, right? That's what they were. Right. I wish she go, was. That's what they were going for. Well, I'm glad she's not because I'd rather her just be some rando. <laughs> yeah, and okay. us get away from the Skywalkers for finally. We went a different route instead. Yeah, I'm going to pretend that the next two movies didn't happen, <laughs> first of all. Like, it's just for the sake of judging this movie where they clearly did yep. not think about what they were going to do after this movie, by the way. Right. It's clear. No, not at all. That's JJ Abrams to a T. He wrote a story with no regard for where it might go. And, and so said, he just, he likes to plant things. He's like, ah, look at this. Interesting. Right. <laughs> she, she, you know, she was abandoned, but she's got the force and she's looking for a dad and Ooh, she finds Luke's lightsaber and it calls to her for some reason. You know what that might mean? I don't know. It was, and then he says, and then it says, written, directed by J.J. Abrams, and it says, "Well, time for someone else to take up the story. I'm off. <laughs> yeah, I gotta go start another franchise. Hope you. Oh, is that what, like... what? What did he? Where did he go from this? <laughs> I don't know. He because um, he. I thought there was a reason he didn't do. They that they brought in Ryan Johnson to do the Last Jedi. I, I remember. don't remember. There's so yeah. much. This is so much politics and business behind it in the real world that it's, <laughs> I, don't yeah. know, I don't know if we have the full story. It might be 20, 30 years before we know the real. He actually well, didn't uh, make he's for movie wise on his Wikipedia. He made force awakens and he made rise of Skywalker that, and he hasn't done anything else what about at TV, all since though? 2013. Did he do TV shows? Oh, 
maybe. Yes. No. Let me see here. Yeah. Okay. What I what I found just looking online was basically no. that they waited until after the movie had come out and was a success before they offered in the second movie. And so he turned it down because, like, he didn't like the suddenness of it. I don't know. That doesn't sound right. He hasn't done anything. Like, even TV-wise, he has nothing in his credits. So I don't yeah. know. This oh, was me in that in that period. It was a clear. I, I always thought they intended it to be a different director doing a different take on it for each movie. Yeah, gonna, that, that is that yeah, work. That is also what I'm reading is that he only signed on for signed on for one, and the plan had always been for it to be one person. And then yeah. The Last Jedi was so much garbage that they're like, all right, come back and fix this. <laughs> and, he, and then he made it worse somehow. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the crazy thing. <laughs> I, I, this is so, you know, not to talk about The Last Jedi too much, but I just, somebody in a team's chat at work, somebody offhandedly mentioned The Last Jedi, you know, and it, it devolved, as all these discussions do, into a very long, hours-long <laughs> discussion of Last Jedi, with me being probably the sole defender of the movie. So I... Yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> a movie you don't really want to defend, right? You're like, well, yeah, I have, I have very mixed feelings about it. Yeah, uh, same. But, I always end up defending it, though. Yeah, but you know, it's it's so weird that I don't know what my point was. The point was, you know, the <laughs> most innocuous thing can lead to a to a debate about the Last Jedi with many that's people true. having strong opinions about it. Yeah, yeah again, that's choose it had two big boots to fill. Yeah, and nothing was going to ever because I, I don't. Yeah, <laughs> we can't not talk about this sequel trilogy without. For this first movie because I was just, what I was trying so to say. Connected. Oh, I know what I was trying to say. I was tra- they were they were talking about how Ryan Johnson was garbage, and I was trying to say to no Good avail. Character. I was trying to say to no avail to like look what he was left with. Yeah, like, you're you complain about all these choices he made, but I want to know what you would have done because oh, Luke was not supposed to do that. Well, he was been on the island for ten years. What is he? What is he doing there? And J.J. Abrams clearly was like, I don't know. You figure it out. Right. Exactly. Like uh, Ryan Johnson is a fantastic director and a fantastic writer. So I, if, if The Last Jedi is not good, I don't think it's his fault. No, he was just Honestly. given nothing to work with. And and probably a lot of constraints, a lot of like, you can't yeah. do this, can't do that, can't do this, can't do that. And so he's like, right. well, I want to try something. And I, that's why I, I appreciate The Last Jedi because he you can see him trying to do some different stuff with it. I'm looking forward to rewatching it and see how my opinion goes on. Oh, he directed a bunch of some Breaking Bad. He was involved. Yeah. He did Knives Out, which I've heard good things about both those movies. He did Looper. Looper's good, too. Yeah, yeah. he's done a lot. And he, he did. Um, he's very talented. I'll, that's all. That's all. That's what I'll say. We'll talk about it more when we get to that movie. But yeah. he is I mean, very also, talented, I think. Like with, with this movie is, as I made the joke when we first opened this up. I mean, thematically, this he took J.J. Abrams took. A New Hope and just remade yeah. it in a sense. But at the same time, t- the other part of that joke, I want to say it is that just like George Lucas took, you know, the whole idea of the, of the from the freaking s- serialized stuff of a hero's journey and made Star Wars. It's the same idea. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I, I, I know it's it's fun to joke around about the last about um, Force, Force Awakens. Awakens just being a new hope again uh, because it's riffing on it. But it's making like some interesting, different choices with it, right? Oh, like, I, I personally like it. Yeah, like I don't want to come off that I don't like it. Yeah, it's like it's it, like it is. It is a little dumb. That it's just like redoing a lot of the same beats as Force Awakens. Like, oh, you thought a Death Star was big? What if we had a planet-sized Death Star? <laughs> you know, and it can shoot multiple beams at once across hyperspace for reasons. Yeah, you know, and I, things like that. That that's dumb. Like that's Agreed. <laughs> So can that planet move? 
No, and then that's the question. I mean, maybe, but it doesn't give any indication of it. In which case, what happens when it finishes draining that star? You're done. Yeah. Does everyone <laughs> die? Or yeah, does I, it move? It wasn't clear. It's like, <laughs> wouldn't that affect the gravity system too? You yeah. Know? Again, or, I don't think that these are the kind of things J.J. Abrams thinks of. Like I said, <laughs> I think about like, that when he destroys the sun that planet Vulcan is on and you can sit there and watch it happen. Right. From, then he's not think, he's not thinking about science. He's thinking about this would be really cool looking. Would right. it be really cool looking? That, yeah, I'm that's sure what that's it what comes down. That's all it is. It's like, is this cool looking? It looks pretty cool. Death Star then, made out of a planet. Pretty cool. <laughs> right. They I mean, do abandon the cool. base. It, they yes. do abandon the base because it's destroyed, but maybe they were going to have to abandon it anyway. In which case, that's a big building project, but then they did destroy the entire Republic. So there's that. I mean, you don't need to fire one shot. They were going to fire another shot and destroy the. Yeah, they're going to fire a second shot. They didn't really need a second one. They already done, they're done. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the government's gone. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Like, that's it's clearly Coruscant that they're destroying, right? Oh, it, it doesn't I, say it's Coruscant. They say it's not. So that's the thing. Poe refers to it as the something system. Who's in? Has, Hasni, yeah. Hasni, Hasni. Yeah. Is that not Coruscant then? I because don't it looks like Coruscant. It does, but, and you would be forgiven for thinking that, but since they don't ever mention it, I think it's supposed to be Hasni Prime. That's the name of the Yeah, planet. that's yeah. what the internet told me. I Googled exactly. it, and I was like, but Coruscant I, was the center of the Republic, right. but I guess the New Republic moved planets. But there's no reason that they would have. There's no reason to think they would have. It's just, it's obviously implying that it's Coruscant. Right. And then I feel like they threw out that name specifically so that they could later have things happen on Coruscant. I know. That's what I mean. TV. It, it, I, it's a, yeah. That's what I figured too. Because when I saw the movie the first time, I was like, oh, they blew up Coruscant. And they said, no, no, no. And I said, oh, they're going to go back to it, obviously. Because why would you blow up the, your big city planet that everyone knows? Yeah. You know? I just to, found to that raise the stakes, weird. Right. right. To, to have big stakes. Yeah, I don't know, but um, yeah. I'm I'm talking so trash about it. I love this movie. It's so I know, funny, but, but the problem fun. is the problem is a lot of these things aren't spelled out. Like it'd be it would be clearly clear to have a line of dialogue that says they blew up Hosni Prime. That's their capital or something. I don't know something better than yeah. that. He says yeah. they took out the government. Yeah, that's that's or he says we're going to take out their government. But there's so many things like at the beginning, who is this Lor Santeca guy? Or well, they don't say his yeah. name. You have to read the comic books or to find out that that's oh, the old is, guy but. that has the map to Luke. Yeah, Some Max reason. von Sydow. Yeah. Max von Sydow. A great came, actor. He's uh, been in yes. many films. He's, I don't in, like in, in fact, he was Emperor Ming in Flash Gordon, and right. Star Wars began as a Flash Gordon spec. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? Yeah, but yeah. He's uh that had to be on purpose, right? I don't, that I had mean, to I don't be, know. He's he, he's a very big, you know, he's like the your veteran actor that you bring out to like give the movie some gravitas. So oh, I, yeah. I'm not sure exactly, but I just, he's also I like it had to be it. He's also in Dune, which helps Star right. Wars influence Star Wars. So you never know. Right, exactly. He's in Dune and Flash Gordon. Right. I mean, come on. I mean, yeah, and, and lots of other stuff, of course. He's very big deal. But still, I look at that. I'm like, there, there has to be somebody had to be like, oh, yeah, that's we got it. That'll be a great get. Maybe. Be a- I just wish they wouldn't have killed him off so quickly without any <laughs> explanation of like what. I mean, Kylo Ren is got to buy the Poe Dameron comics. You got to buy Poe Dameron <laughs> one yeah. and six. That is where they flesh out his story. I mean, I do want to read those and talk about it on this podcast. That is my <laughs> issue with new Star Wars is that well, let's not even talk about the Fortnite debacle. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what is but, this Fortnite canon now? Oh, the Fortnite. That's where the Emperor Palpatine's return message was broadcast. <laughs> And the day before the movie came out or something. That's wow. right. That's right. right. Oh, my God. <laughs> For the third one? For the third movie, yes. It's so goddamn <sighs> stupid. <laughs> it's, 
You know, why would you spoil your movie? I well, it was I mean, my brain. <laughs> but really, what are they even spoiling? <laughs> no, I mean, everybody knew because the trailers had Palpatine come oh, back. Okay. There's, there's been a while. Like, hey, there's going to be some nonsense in this next Star Wars movie, guys. <laughs> yeah. Be prepared. I just don't like the idea of you need to read all this ancillary material right. to, to figure out Anc- what's going on. Ancillary I mean, material should just be there for people who want it, but your right. movie needs to be enjoyable and make sense with just the movie itself. I mean, you right. can have all the ancillary stuff for people like me who just want it, put it there, but you need to give me at least the basics of understanding what's happening in your movie. Right. Yeah, before, I want to know more about this Boba Fett guy. I'm going to ro- go read Tales of the Bounty Hunters. You right. know? But you don't need but- to. But I don't need enough. to. But but this guy, I'm like, why is this random ass guy played by Max Van? <laughs> and it's also Max von Sydow is such a recognizable big actor that I see him and I'm like, well, he's got it. Oh man, this is Max von Sydow. What's his deal? Why is he in this movie? What's going on? And right. then it's like he's he's got a map to Luke Skywalker. Why is Luke Skywalker missing? Yeah. Well, we find that out later. It's a dumb reason, but it's but fine. not in this movie. No, we do. We do. Han Solo says it. Oh, he, okay. The, yeah, he, okay, he, he does said, say we don't see says, it until the next movie. Yeah, he says that Luke um, started Academy to train the new generation of Jedi, and that one of his students turned against him yeah. and uh, destroyed the whole thing. And he felt responsible, so he left. And it's just like, I mean, all right, fine. I guess that's I can I can buy I can buy that. This idea of this being this like mythical map to where he's at is well, just I take it the dumbest MacGuffin. As the temple he's at, he went to an early temple, and that's why the map is right, right, and that's why if you read the comics, Lor Santeca is a member of the that um, religion that worships the Force the, from yeah. Rogue One. Oh, okay. That, Chir- that Chirrut Mway is, is is in. Yeah, um, and he's one of those monks of the. He's one of those monks that is not a Force wielder, but worships the Force, and 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 he is like traveled the galaxy searching for Jedi lore. He helped Luke discover a bunch of Jedi lore, and that's why he's got a map to the planet that Luke is on. Okay. Yeah. Which is fine. You know, I mean, they could have, he could have taken a minute to be just like, you know, I've been exploring the galaxy, researching Jedi lore. This is the location of an ancient Jedi temple. I'm betting that Luke Skywalker is at that temple. Or just, I gave it to Luke. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I made a copy of this map and gave it to Luke. So maybe that's where he's at. Just something. I mean, yeah, yeah. things like that. Like, I mean, they still the movie still work, but it's not. I mean, this movie is not the beginning of a franchise. This movie is a continuation of a huge franchise. Mm-hmm. So you need to do things a little bit differently. You have to understand that people are going to want answers immediately in your movie. And you need to put certain things in place because you are a sequel. You aren't a new thing, even though they're like, right. I mean, if you want to do a new thing. You need to say, OK, we are 500 years later after this event. New enough. This that would have been better. Would have been better, honestly. Oh, uh, go ahead. I don't like. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't like the idea of the MacGuffin either. I forgot until I watched this time that there was a map. Even like, I totally Me forgot too. about that. Oh, yeah. Point. I was like, oh yeah, it's a Da Vinci Code national treasure thing where you have to backwards decipher it. Which I think you can only do that so many times, but it's been done to death. It was done to death <laughs> at this point in yeah, time. Exactly. Uh, I, so some some yeah. stuff I do like. I really like Captain Phasma, and we don't need to know more about her. I wish that she had more of a part in this trilogy than she does. But um, I love Captain Phasma. I have my son was Captain Phasma for Halloween the year this came out or the year after, I guess. And uh, I have a Captain Phasma standee, like like six foot tall standee in my classroom. Um, Yeah, I like the idea of this like stormtrooper commander with her own special armor, who's a woman who is just like cold and scary and, you know, frightening. I like when 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 Finn gets back at her, he's like, how you like that, Phasma? I'm in charge now. 
me. Right. I'm in charge. You know, I like, <laughs> I really like, I like her. Um, I really like the beginning when the uh, stormtroopers are coming down in the drop ships. Yeah. Yeah. It's very like Saving Private Ryan and also like, yeah, like Saving Private Ryan and also like Starship Troopers a little yeah. bit, you know, of like the troops coming down to a battlefield and they're, they're standing there and they're, you know, you can tell like some of them are probably scared, even though you can't see their faces, you know? And yeah, it's like, really because good. the lights are flashing like as they're coming down, like it's it was really good. And we haven't really gotten a good perspective of stormtroopers at all, ever. The closest we've gotten is some clone trooper centric episodes of Clone Wars, and then later we got, you know, Bad Batch. But we haven't ever really gotten like a stormtrooper perspective kind of thing. And the first order is a really good one for that because the first order stormtroopers are all like children, like child slaves, child right. soldiers. Which is, I mean, I, is a, a neat idea. I, I wanted more of that, but they do give you enough of it. There's one line of dialogue where General Hux makes that comment. So it it's enough yeah. to give you that information for people like me. Like, where the fuck do all these people come from? Well, and, and uh, Finn says it also. He says that he was taken as oh, a child yeah. and it's all, all he's ever known is the First Order. Yeah. But he knew that he didn't want. But the first time he was in combat, he knew he didn't want to kill for these people. Well, they're killing civilians. Yeah. Well, he was. Uh, yeah, it was very like. Well, you know, that's the thing is like we all like, oh, stormtroopers are so cool. And like they're named after the fucking Nazis. Like, <laughs> right. Like it's about time we see them like we've seen the aftermath of them murdering civilians. But now we're actually we're seeing it. But uh, I love like he, you know, that one stormtrooper falls and you can tell it's his friend. And he like kneels down next to him and his friend like puts his like bloody handprint on right. his helmet. That was in the trailer. And it that sold me on the movie. Right. That just that sold me on the movie was uh, that because I wanted a whole movie about that. I want a whole movie about this conflicted stormtrooper, you know, and being afraid and coming to terms with what he's doing and then, you know, running away, betraying the betraying the first order, betraying the empire. Like I could have a whole movie about that. It's it a real opening. The same, it wouldn't be the same character as Finn. It would be a different character, but I could totally see a kind of a um, you know, like a platoon almost Star Wars, you know. Yeah, no, I get it. That that would yeah. be cool. I mean, I would like, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming there's more backstory in books and other stuff about the First Order. And that's what I wanted in this movie, too. Yeah, I want to know a little. That's true. So that's the thing is I don't need to know Finn's backstory beyond what we get. I don't need to know Captain Phasma's. I do yeah. need to have some better explanation of how we are where we're at. Yeah. Because you really have to make a lot of inferences about the Republic, the Resistance, and the First Order. Again, this is where like a line or two of dialogue would have helped. You could have Huck saying it. Something like, you know, you know, we've our group has been on the run since Emperor died and only we've only finally got the forces assembled in the past year or something right. like that, you know. And you could have Leia and uh, you know complaining yeah. about the Republic being a bunch of, you know, do nothing bureaucrats and stuff who can't, you know, who right. aren't willing to do what's necessary and that kind of thing. You could have even have Leia be uh, a little different too. I would have liked yeah. for her to be um, a little more Saw Gerrera, maybe. Okay. Like maybe what happened with Ben and all that and what happened with the Republic has turned her like really hard. That would have been like a cool turn for her. Yeah. And it, maybe that's 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 partly why Han Solo's left is that he disagreed of how like rough she was getting with stuff. I don't know. That would have been cool. I mean, again, it would have been cool. Been I cool. know we're kind of ripping into this. Movie, yeah. But, like there are things that. I have pro like one one small problem I have with this movie is you never should have seen Kylo Ren's face in this movie. Yeah, that should have been a reveal for the very end of the movie or should have been a reveal in the next movie. Yes. Right. And I, I get it. 
you gotta you gotta show off your actors you're paying them they want to have you they want to see their face but then hire someone like they did for darth vader where you just hire a stunt guy yeah but the thing is i love adam driver as an actor yeah he's good um he's like i don't know if y'all watch girls but he is he is he is so good in girls he's so good he's such an interesting complex character in that He's a really good actor, and he's really cool because he's just like a, a U.S. Marine, like an infantry Marine who saw, like, he was a combat veteran, and he got out of the Marines. He's like, I don't know, I want to try acting now. And he became right. an actor. And then he was in, you know, Lincoln and Girls and then Star Wars. It's, like, kind of big. But I, I like him, and I really feel yeah. like there's a salvageable storyline in, tri- in this trilogy that is a Kylo Ren redemption story, and you get it. In that is really the only thing, one of the only two or three good things I can say about that third movie is I like where his character goes over the course of the movies. Yeah, he's he's solid. He's solid in this. His character is pretty solid throughout the movies, too. Yeah. And he's, um, he's a good he's a good actor. It's a good character. But I agree I it would have been better to make it more of a mystery who he was. Yeah, that's a nitpick. But like, I mean, I like how how powerful he is with the force. Like you see him stop the blaster bolt in the first part. You see yeah. him. Oh, God, that's great. That that's was so cool. Scene. And he he just leaves it there, and <laughs> it doesn't move until he gets on his ship and leaves. And once he leaves, that's when it finally... So he's like, has an entire conversation with Poe. Yeah. And all that. Notices that Finn is, like, you know, scared. He can feel Finn's emotions. He notices yeah. all that stuff and then gets on his ship. And it's only then that the blaster, the, the bolt actually, you know, is yeah. released. That was a really cool little thing. Yeah. yeah, it's a good it's a cool scene. I, one of it the was. complaints that I know people had with him, like that I don't consider a complaint in this movie, is when he fights near the end of the movie, when he fights Finn and Ray and he gets his ass beat by Ray, sort of. Not really, but like Ray holds her own. And people are like, oh, well, this is she's a Mary Sue and all that complaint. It, like the fucker's injured. He took a, a fucking yeah. blaster bolt. Like he's not just not himself. just any blaster, a Wookiee bowcaster bolt. Which yeah, he like saw, he's not okay. He saw the bowcaster when it hits people, it launches them like you know fifteen <laughs> feet in the air and stuff. He took it in the ribs while standing on a narrow catwalk and just grunted. Yeah, and then he's like, I love that thing where he keeps like like punching himself in the wound. Yeah. You know, like he's like, you know, he's yeah, just like it's, angry at it. And it's just it's like a great character. Type. It was so it was such a good little like character thing. And he's dripping blood on the snow. And also, I hate the Mary Sue bullshit. No one calls Same. Luke a Mary Sue. No, <laughs> right. It's because yeah. it's Luke, because Luke 2015. Luke, you have seriously. a lot of racist ass racist sexist assholes that did not like a female main lead in their Star Wars movie. That, that's yeah. And they would have been there in the 70s, too. They just wouldn't have had the Internet to like <laughs> yeah. amplify their views back then. I mean, that's but, that. There's nothing wrong with Ray in this movie. I can't speak no. for the trilogy because it's been a while. But there, her character. I mean, yes, she's Daisy Ridley's a good actress, and hmm? I mean, Daisy Ridley's a good actress, and yeah. I think the character's good. Mm-hmm. And I think Kylo Ren makes it really clear when he's talking to Snoke that she's really powerful. Yeah, he does, and it's enough. Like you don't yeah. know who her parents are. You don't. You have like this mystery character. When I watched this movie the first time, and until Rise of Skywalker, I completely believed that her parents were going to be Scott. She's a Skywalker and she's Luke's daughter. That's why she has this power. Yeah. Because the force is strong in that family. Like it felt like that's where they're going with it. But that would also be really frustrating because why on earth would Luke have abandoned her on Jakku? Like, my, how could we like Luke as a person still? Well, maybe what happens, he, he went He went with a woman, she drugged him, he had a kid, she took the kid <laughs> oh, to, to be trained as a ninja, and then when when his grandfather turned out to be a, sorry, wrong, wrong, wrong <laughs> franchiser? Batman. 
uh, Talia Ghul. I mean, that's he could do something like that where he just didn't know he had a son. She's Same Damian thing Wayne. Yeah, yes. maybe. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I mean, you oh. could have done something like that, and that would have completely worked. That Luke didn't know for one reason or another. Like oh. you could have done. You could. I mean, they go a whole maybe, different route. Or, or maybe she was like a clone of Luke. She's a clone of something, sort of. Yeah. Oh God, is that what it is? Is she like a Palpatine clone? <laughs> Oh, do you not remember? He I don't not. remember. I haven't seen oh, that movie since yes. the theater. We'll leave it at that. We'll leave it. You can when you find out, you'll be fine. It'll be fun. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen that movie since 2019. <laughs> it's the last movie like I saw. Ago, the last movie I saw in the theater before COVID. Right. Yeah. There's a lot of people. <laughs> I haven't touched movie. it since then. Very nice. I don't know. I I like. Yeah. I don't know. Um. I, I like. I like Ray a lot. I like. She's I like Daisy Ridley. Allegedly, she's getting something there. She's getting another Star Wars thing until they cancel it. Yeah, until until they cancel it. Right. The thing about Star Wars, new Star Wars movies, until they start filming it, I don't believe a word of anything because they've been that Rogue One movie's coming out. Peter, remember? (laughs) God, that Rogue One movie, the Yoda movie, the Boba Fett movie. Yeah, Obi Wan movie. We got we got two of those sort of. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't, I don't believe, I don't buy anything right. until until I see a still from the set of them starting to film it. Otherwise, it's all speculations. And and hey, if Warner Brothers is doing it, you don't even have that. Right. <laughs> yeah. Even yeah. once it's fil- finished filming, you you may not ever know. That what if they wrote off a Star Wars movie for tax purposes? I don't know what. I guess at this point, <laughs> it wasn't matter. But like, what if they wrote off Rise of Skywalker and said, "All right, we're." We're deleting that from history. No one can ever see that. Oh, no one, God. People it's would creep out. Yeah, it would have been the greatest yeah. movie ever made that we never people saw. Would rock, there would be like a, there would be like, <laughs> like, like a, like an arm standoff thing. There'd be like a, <laughs> right. an, an angry nerd of a gun, like holding up the offices. <laughs> Release the like, movie. He'd be holding up like the Star Wars, like Rise of the Resistance ride at Disney until, <laughs> until they show it to him. Yeah. I also think this movie is essentially, it, it, it's not a movie made for us. It's a movie made for the the kids and the new oh, fans yeah. getting the Star Wars. And, and yeah. my son loved this movie when it came out. I mean, he still does. Though he told me yesterday, Rise of Skywalker is his favorite Star Wars movie. So. <laughs> is he moving out now? It's just the last one. It's just the last one he saw in the theater. I'm I'm sure. I'm not. I just saw. I was like, oh, that's good. That's good. that's good. I have no son now. That's fine. <laughs> 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 but he was um he was gosh he was three when this came out so we didn't see this one in the theater but he had already by that age seen the trilogy and loved star wars so but we we watched this one we got it on blu-ray when it came out and because uh, this is pre-disney plus yeah <laughs> the dark times before <laughs> yeah yeah it's funny though this is 2015 it was the last good year in american history <laughs> that's right that's very oh, yeah Oh. <laughs> Everything was hunky dory in 2015. It was. There were no it really worries. was compared to what comes after. In history. <laughs> yeah, it's it's crazy. Um, oh, just go back. Uh, no, but yeah. So so, do we want to like run through the the order, like the movie in order, or yeah, just different, not, we, different Yeah, yeah, that's different parts. We talked about the beginning. I I think we. Yeah. I think it's probably one of the most effective Star Wars beginnings, or it's the most great, effective the sequel trilogy. Yeah, definitely. It's. I mean, I think it's one of the best intros. Yeah. of of the of Star Wars movies like it's yeah. it's it's up there with de- it's definitely you know it's it's not quite Darth Vader storming the Tannin 5 but it's still right. it's a really good intro minus the Max von Sydow stuff which is a little dumb the whole standoff with Poe we get to see BB8 BB8 looks really cool it's a really it's cool effect real. yeah cuz it's real i mean it's real with there's some CGI assist to it but it still it looks really good yeah yeah and it looks really good and uh and then and yeah and Oscar Isaac is so good He's so he's a fun. really good actor. He's so charismatic. He's so funny. And like you referenced it, where he's like, 
Wait, do you, am I supposed to talk now, or do you, are you, right. you talk first, or do I talk first? Yeah, that's what it was. Do I talk first? I, and I, I, I went that. back and forth. I think the first time I saw it, I was like, I was thinking it's a little bit too kind of on-the-nose humor. But compared to what happens in Last Jedi, which which he, there's a lot more Oscar Isaac shtick in that movie. Yeah, it's it's better it's better in this one. It's it's a yeah. little too much in the next movie. And and then the third one, him and uh, Carrie Russell running around is uh, like they... I, which I'm glad Carrie Russell got paid, you know, but because I love Carrie Russell, but right. his whole thing with her is a little dumb. Yeah, and this one is good. Yeah, it's good. His little joking around with Kylo Ren, and Kylo Ren's yeah. like, I'm going to get the information from you either way. Like, <laughs> it's, you know, he's like, Kylo Ren's very, like, sure of himself on this. And he does, because he can, like, oh, he does. He, he does kind of like the force, some kind of like, some way he's able to read their mind. Yeah, he, he he can do. He's he That's can do something sense. that dark dark uh, that uh, Darth Vader couldn't. Right, Darth Vader had to use a little torture bot, and <laughs> yeah. then he still couldn't get Princess Leia to reveal. Though Princess Leia, you know, we know later like has the Force, but she wasn't supposed to at that time. No, she was just but, trained to resist torture, essentially. I, I guess she's just a badass, enough of a badass. But yeah, you know, um, I love and then uh, Finn breaking him out. That is a good scene. Everything it's with such that. a good sequence. Them getting in the Tie Fighter and the Tie Fighter being still tied up to the like still yeah. board, uh-huh. and, he's, and so it's like boom, boom. And so he's shoot, and then he just like you know Finn for being so like hesitant about killing people and stuff. Like and you know saying you know later find out that he has no combat experience. Him just like he, has, he just kills like twenty stormtroopers here. By the way, presumably people he knew too. Yeah, presumably his allies. It makes sense now. Later, when like that other that one guy is like traitor, right? It's like, oh, you killed you killed four of my best friends when you broke out of the star destroyer. Yeah, I think they they retroactively they named that stormtrooper TR four TR or something like that. Okay. The guy that yells traitor. No, it's for real. They did. Oh, tra- oh. oh, traitor. Oh, I was like, what is that? I like, that's a joke about something, but I, I didn't get oh, it. Oh, yeah, that. that's what, yeah, that's what they name him something like that. But, uh, and then same thing, like Kylo Ren, like screams traitor at him when they're in the yeah. woods later, you know? And it's like, you get it. He like, yeah, he like murdered a bunch of people on his way out. Right. He just wanted, I mean, like cause he knew they were going to reprogram him. They make a yeah. comment, come to my office or something like that. And they're like, she, you're getting a brain white, buddy. Yeah, she tells him to, re- and, and then, yeah, uh, yeah, Phasma tells him to report to her division later, and then um, she tells uh, Domino Gleason later, uh, Domino Gleason, yeah, Hux, she tells Hux later that he was uh, due for reprogramming. Yeah. yeah. So you assume it's some, like, clockwork orange kind of stuff, you know? Right? I also appreciate Hux more now, again, this is not to this movie, but this is them trying to fix this movie, in in Mandalorian, where you have Hux's father is mentioned. Oh, in charge yeah. of the, you know, in, in charge of a, you know, the gov- in the Imperial. So like little he's things like that. He's a moth. He's like a, a moth or a admiral. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. I, I, I liked, I liked Donald Gleason as General Hux. He seems like exactly the sort of little like, you know, quizzling Nazi. That yeah. Would yeah. Exist. He's, he he's, 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 he's very much a, like a Max Gates kind of guy. And when watching this, this movie the first time, I remember thinking, when you see Snoke in that room, I didn't think that was a hologram. I thought Snoke was just a fucking giant. Oh yeah. Well, you and see it at the we- end; it, the the hologram turns off. But at the beginning, you're like, "Whoa, are they like? Are they, is this like a giant? They like <laughs> yeah. a giant guy? I could have been that, okay with be that. Yeah, it's fine. There, it's space. There could be giants. You know, and I also feel like looking back, like I feel like Snoke shouldn't have been introduced this early. Well, no, you look back at the original trilogy, and in the original version of the original trilogy, you don't see the Emperor till Empire. Yeah. So it's just like a figure that you hear about, and that would have been good. Who is this Snoke guy they're talking about? You know, but 
they also need to establish that Hux and Kylo Ren are both like, you know, both trying to be in Hux in, in Snoke's good favor and that they're like competing. Right. Yeah. And it's interesting because that's like what the expanded universe did with like Darth Vader and like some of the and, and some of those guys like Darth Vader and and like uh, Tarkin and all that. It's like yeah, they really like, show it in there. And in, in, in the yeah, in the comics, I think they show it a little. <laughs> the comics do show it. The Darth Vader comic, which are now canon years later, did right. show it. Right. Or like, you know, um, the N64 game. Shadows? Shadow the, Shadows, yeah, Shadows of the Empire. In the novelization, anyway, Prince Sizor was like trying to kind of like, you know, weasel in and take Darth Vader's spot. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Prince Sizor. Yeah. It's constantly people trying to upend Darth Vader. Or right. curry favor with the big boss. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And so you can see that with like Hux and Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren's like the Force user you know, devotee, but Hux is the, the guy that controls the First Order. I, I like the idea of, I think it was just beginning at this time, but we I don't know if we were ready for, oh, Nazi cosplayers will be, you know, will be a big force in an actual world as opposed yeah, to just a fictional right. world. I think it was just right. starting around 2015. Well, it's weird. It's, yeah. it's almost, that kind of blows up in 2016 for some right. unknown reason. I got exactly. nothing, but, you know, it happens in 2016. So, Yeah. And I'm but sure like those this, people like First Order a lot. <laughs> Matt Gates. I said Max Gates. I meant Matt Gates. Sorry. Right. But like you get the sense that Hux wasn't even alive during the Civil War, probably if he's 30 years old. Yeah, right. It's just right. like he's like, oh, remember these glory days when I wasn't alive for her? This was we should go back to that. And exactly. Oh. Well, now that we know Empire. his father is and part Kyle of the Imperial Remnant. So it makes more sense, right. even though that was not in this movie at the time. But, but also it, it would make sense even if he wasn't like I agree with what yeah. you're saying. Yeah, it's like. These these people who can't remember Nazis like cosplaying Nazis, yeah, and not realizing they're doing it, kind of thing, right? And, yeah. Ky- and Kylo Ren is kind of like the the frustrated incel white man, angry white, angry loner white man who just like puts out his frustrations on everyone and idolizes like, Darth Vader. And, yeah, and too he too, yeah, yeah, he idolizes a man he never met. So yeah, and he has his. There's also a couple weird things like he has his melted helmet. Well. Yeah. I know, I know, I'm nitpicking again. But he has his melted helmet. You also have Luke Skywalker's lightsaber that fell from Bespin show up in this movie. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, I guess I didn't think about it when when I was watching it, but I do think about that now. Like, how do you get the helmet? You know, that, that, you see, the helmet doesn't surprise me much because, like, people saw Luke. Well, I don't know. We don't know. Yeah, who, yeah. We don't know who knows. But the, I don't know because, like, Kylo Ren is. Leia and Han's son. Yes. And it's completely plausible that at some point one of his parents would have been like, yeah, you know, Darth Vader, uh, you know, uh, your your uncle Luke burned his uh, his body on in Endor in, in the woods on Endor. And then he, you know, later on goes to Endor and gets that helmet. That's true. Uh, trying to hang on to a part of his family that he doesn't resent. You know, but he missed he missed that there's a giant piece of Death Star there, too. You know, <laughs> yeah. Well, he somehow missed that. That was like, you know, 100 miles to the west of them. So, yeah. Is that is that even is that supposed to be indoor in that third yes. movie or is that is it? OK, I didn't know if that was supposed to be maybe the planet that indoor is orbiting. It's, it's the forest. It's the forest moon of Endor that somehow it a is. giant part of it survived the gigantic thermonuclear explosion. What are you talking about? <laughs> I know it's <laughs> no, I actually have no memory of what you're talking about. You don't see that's no. how. That, okay, that's well, one of the save it. good visual things in that third movie. Also, so, okay, that's why. You'll yeah, I have no memory of this. You'll find out when you watch the the movie. I've only I, saw I, it once in the year <laughs> in 2019. I remember I wanted to cry at the end of the movie. Tears yes. of happiness. 
You will be crying. You will definitely be crying afterwards. I, I yeah. can't say that there'll be tears and of happiness. I, I just remember that. I remember being so excited, so happy, and I just left the movie theater, and then 2020 happens. And I don't remember <laughs> anything else. I really right. don't. It's been so long. That's funny. So well, I can't wait, though. I really can't wait for us to cover that one. <laughs> oh, um, anyway. But yeah, so so they escape from the from the first order. Uh, I also like the first order um, Star Destroyer. Yeah, it's Same. it's a little different than a regular Star Destroyer. It's got all these like uh, gaps with lots yeah. of like trusses and 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 so on. It just looks a little more honestly like I think a real thing would look. Yeah, it has lots of antenna. It has like yeah, antennas on the front. It has more greebles and stuff on it. Yeah, it felt more like they put stuff together from what they had left. Yeah. yeah, because the first order is not the empire. The first order is not a giant galactic government. It's, yeah. it's different than that. And I, except, I they can, except they can build a giant um, planet uh, star <laughs> system killing yeah. you know, weapon. They were they built planet, it into a planet essentially. Right? All their budget planet, was right. going towards the the yeah. what's it called Starbase One. Oh, there's that one scene though when they got to compare the star two. This is what the Death Star looks like. This is what this thing looks like. Look how big. <laughs> yeah, I mean. There was definitely that was definitely a very meta moment. I don't know how I felt about that. They were there like, it's, there's got to be a way to destroy, right? Or, or what does Hansel say? He's like, there's always a way to blow it up or something. There's always a weak yeah. point or something. Yeah, he says there's always a way to blow these things up. I think right. is what he says. No, he yeah. did blow up two of them, so you know. Oh, and when they make it, when they show it big, Hansel's like, we get it, it's big. It's like okay, this yeah. for the audience. Like okay, remember the Death Star? This is bigger because it's ev- yeah. everything. Is There's bigger. a point where I think Harrison Ford is just tired of this bullshit. He's <laughs> right. like, all right, come on, let's move this along. He's tired of this movie. I, I got, said we do I got, one more. I gotta I get said, out of here. I said you. I said you had me till October. Come on, <laughs> right. let's move it up. Let's figure, let's I mean, his, his role in this movie is fine. I, I liked him. I liked I, him in it. Yeah. yeah. I don't care for his initial scene when they first meet up. And so end up they crash on Jakku. This is when Finn runs into Ray and lying right. to her. And then you and then she has BB-8 because BB-8. Because I did not realize yeah. this, but Jakku is the planet that Poe was on originally when he meets the old guy. Right. Right. Yeah. They're just above all this stuff with Finn and Poe is happening above Jakku because right. the searcher hasn't left yet because they haven't found the, the the map yet they know that the map is on the droid and they know the droid's down there so he sent troops down to find the droid and i really like the introduction of ray as she's like inside the wreckage of this star destroyer yeah you know like scavenging and it just looks really cool like uh seeing like a wrecked you can recognize that it's a star destroyer yeah even though it's like wrecked in the sand and it's in pieces you can recognize it and then when she goes and she turns in her her scrap to uh to um what's his name Simon, yeah Simon, Simon Pegg Peg, right and he's like one quarter portion and it's basically he gives her like a muffin essentially yeah. a dehydrated muffin and <laughs> which is it's fine you know it's it's whatever and then she lives inside the wreckage of a uh ATAT I do like that that seems way too small so it's like a mini ATAT but that's fine. <laughs> I mean, there are other mechs that are introduced right. later. It just but, looks yeah. exactly like an ATAT, except that it's way too small to be an ATAT. But that's <laughs> fine. It's still cool. It's it's a cool thing. And then you know she's sitting there eating her her muffin and w- just looking out at the nothingness. And she puts on a like she has a, a like a a pilot like a rebel pilot helmet that she puts on. Oh yeah, that's right. Just, I like. I don't know. Helmet. I guess boredom. It's well, I mean, cool. You're stuck on a you're stuck on this desert planet. You don't. You just work you know, to survive and, and she's just found just count, the she's counting the days, counting the days that like, she's got that, like the days since she, I guess that she's been, been waiting for her parents to show back up. 
Also, this is not in the movie. It means insinuated enough, but I guess this is one of the, like the next great battle they had after they killed the emperor was in Jakku. Yeah, there's um there's a uh, Jakku level in I think Battlefront Two. Yes, there is. Yeah, um, and there was also like a uh, there was like a VR thing where you fly around Jakku that I, I miss. There's also a book that came out before this aftermath. I think that kind of talks about leading up to this movie. But again, that's not something we need to know. We no, see no. wreckage of Star Destroyers. I'm like, cool, there's a battle here. That it is cool. Of these places. I like I how like, they're just, she's just scavenging. That, I think it's a good way. She rescues, she rescues BB-8 from Tito. I have that, I have that uh, Lego set. <laughs> the Tito Lego set. She rescues BB-8 and then he doesn't want to leave, leave her side. But she, she asks him like where he's from and he goes, and he goes, classified. Yeah, so is my past. And it's like, <laughs> I'm like, that's funny. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah, I do like BB-8 in this so much. But yeah, and then she she runs into Finn, and Finn's got the resistance jacket, and BB-8's like, "Hey, he stole my he he stole my friend's jacket." And so she yeah. chases him down and beats the shit out of him. And it first starts like he goes to defend her from two guys <laughs> who she just beats the mess out of. I love that. I love like her like staff fighting. I would have really liked if in this trilogy she ended up with like a dual a double bladed lightsaber. That so would have been cool. Could, since we saw that she's into staff fighting, it would have been cool if like. She ended up with like making like a two a two bladed lightsaber instead, but you know it's fine. Maybe that's the future movie if we ever get it. Yeah, maybe. I I'm, I'm with Peter. I don't be, I don't believe it until I no. She have like a, really a double bladed lightsaber, blue and red. It's like Luke's like it's Luke's lightsaber and Kylo Ren's stuck that together. Cool. Yeah, that could be cool. Then she accidentally turns on. Now. She turns on his like his uh, little like hilt thing, this stupid fucking like finger guard thing that's and and then cuts her hand off or something. <laughs> I I don't I mean I remember seeing that lightsaber the first time in in a trailer I'm like wow that is cool and now I'm just like this is stupid that was like the one thing I saw in the trailer I was like all right that's a little dumb okay eh, I, guess, dumb. I guess you know what it's not dumb it's practical it, it, <laughs> Except, it's even used in the movie he burns Finn with it so yeah he does yeah it, it's practical actually you should have a blade guard on on these things I guess yeah but I mean if you slip your hand yeah, that's the problem with it. It's practical, but also very dangerous. Your thumb is definitely in danger, at least. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you got to be very careful twirling. Yeah. <laughs> that's why he only swings it in angry, in angry like. You could have a best scar. He does, he does do a lot of twirling, actually, when you see him later. Yeah. Um, I also love that when he just, dis- like, he has temper tantrums. <laughs> he has one temper tantrum when he finds out that uh, Poe escaped, and he has another when he finds out that uh, Ray escaped. But I love his little like chipping right. I do too. Yeah, and he he doesn't kill any officers, but he just destroys. he doesn't right yeah. right when Darth Vader has a temper tantrum, people die. When he, right. he has a temper tantrum, he just destroys some monitors. Yeah, and scares scares his tr- his stormtroopers. I still love that scene when the two stormtroopers are walking and then they turn around and walk the other way. Like oh, yeah, we ain't going yeah, in there. One of, them, one of them reaches out his hand and stops his buddy. He's like, come on. <laughs> yeah, I love it. it's I love it's a the, great moment. The um the when. Adam Driver hosted Saturday Night Live and they did the undercover bosses. Oh, yeah. That was amazing. Was so, that oh, after yeah. this movie? Before yeah, the next one? yeah, it was after this movie. Okay. Yeah. I had to watch that again because that was definitely one of the funnier parody or satires it's, of Star Wars. It was really, it was really good. It's fun when you can actually get the people that are in it. I know that uh, Daisy Ridley hosted also, but I can't remember what hers was, but yeah. they did one for her too. But, and I think John Boyega too. I think all three of them. That's cool. John John Boyega, who plays Finn, he doesn't get enough in this movie. No, he and kinda, 
he got, he got pissed off at Star Wars over these movies, and he like talked shit about Star Wars and was like, "No, I'm done with this shit. I'm not." Gonna I don't blame it. him. He I mean, said, like, he straight up said he wasn't going to be in any Star Wars stuff after this trilogy. He's like, I'm done. I think they were done with him anyway by that point in general. Well, I think they probably would have tried to find, you know, try to rope him into doing some voice acting or something. Have him, you know, voice of Disney Infinity character or some shit. But he, uh-huh. he like, which he may have done. I don't know. But he, he kind of, like, burned his bridges with him. He's like, nah. But he's, like, a serious, for real actor. He's been in, and he's been in some other stuff now. Like, Attack the Block, which he was in actually before this. I didn't. I didn't realize that was before this. Yeah. I think okay. the actors, I think they've gotten better at not getting typecast or what have yeah. you. Because the, the Woman King, that's the new thing. You They cloned Tyrone. That's oh, the, yeah. Yeah. The clone Tyrone was supposed to be really good. Yeah. No, I'm not surprised yeah, at the end. You look at it, you look at it, he didn't do a whole bunch of like Star Wars stuff. He did, he did, uh, he did his voice in Battlefront 2 and he did the Forces of Destiny TV series, like six episodes. And then he he's on the Rise of the Resistance like ride, and that's it. I think. Oh. Oh, he's in the Lego Star Wars. Never mind. Oh yeah, I guess he did a few things. I think I feel like it probably his opinion probably got worse after they were done because the way that his character is and the way they do things later on in this. Yeah, well, I think that he felt like, and I don't know if everyone else felt this way. I think he felt like it from what I've heard him talk that he thought they were implying that he was going to be a Jedi, that he was going to be. It, yeah, they kind of just throw him off to the side late, pretty quickly from what I remember. Well, especially the second movie really just throws him off to the side and gives him a side quest that nobody really cared for. So <laughs> I don't remember Last Jedi very well either. Yeah, he. I mean, I, I thought, yeah, well, anyway. That'll be next. That'll be in a couple. That'll be about a month. <laughs> I was just looking to see what Daisy really has done. And she's been in several. She's been in a bunch of movies. Yeah, she's in a Tom Holland movie I want to see. At some point, okay, oh, she was in Chaos Walking with Tom Holland. Yeah, I want to see that. That that movie's, you know, it was it got like really bad reviews. I I liked it. It's it's a very interesting premise. I just haven't. I just I don't know. Just never got around to watching. It, but... It's like where you can like hear men's thoughts. Like yeah, everyone, like they like manifest. You can see their thoughts basically. And so it's like men are chaos walking. Is the idea? Oh, and it's yeah. It's 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 actually quite good. Okay. Um, I thought I thought a lot of people didn't like it. I thought it was really good. I think Tom Holland's a great actor yeah. that he's he needs to be in some non superhero stuff. He's good. I mean, I like him as Spider-Man, too. I'm just saying like, we didn't get any more Spider-Man with him. I'm pretty sure he, he they're this, not making another trilogy. He made this about. really good Netflix movie called The Devil All the Time. Oh, it's okay. amazing. Yeah, but he's also Chaos Walking is I think Chaos Walking is worth watching. It's it's an it's interesting. I really like Daisy Ridley in this. Yeah, I, I just I like, do too. I like She's that. Great. I, I, like, I love Ray. I love the character of Ray. I mean, next when the next thing that happens is when you, they escape the planet because it's the first the first order right. of bombing it, and that's when she. <laughs> I do like the joke. She's like, "Oh, that's a piece of sh- that's a, that junk that ship is junk," and then they have to go take the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, like, she I'm goes, okay with that. She goes, "That's a pe- that's a piece of junk," and then she go, or no, she goes, "That's garb that ship's garbage," and then they the the one they're running toward blows up. She goes, "The garbage will do." <laughs> it's it it is a cool moment when you, all of a sudden you see the Millennium Falcon, and then she gets the part that I don't care for is when she gets captured by when Han Solo ends up intercepting their ship. I don't yeah. like this part with Han Solo where he's just trans- transporting these three big monsters and then these gangsters <laughs> are like, you lied to us, you jump, you know, like, I'm like, this is it's, just... It's, it's like, it, it is, it's like he's Han Solo before Star Wars. Yeah. He's Han Solo before he became a hero. He's gone back yeah. to, he tells Leia he went back to the only thing he was ever good at. And it's like, I don't know that you're that good at it. Right. You know, it seemed like you're never, always... Yeah, you're always fucking up. I don't know. It just seemed like uh, it seemed like something a very young Han Solo would have gotten roped into. 
Yeah, it does. Yeah. Transporting, transporting Gognars or whatever they're called. I th- I think Gondarks, it was Gondarks. I think the writers, or at least the conception of the movie was, everyone has to be doing you know what they were in, in A New Hope because you know it's making a new hope. So Han Solo's got to be a smuggler. You know, Leia's and leading the resistance. Leia's leading the resistance, and Luke Skywalker. Chewie, Chewie's following yeah. Han Solo. Luke yeah, is, this, Luke is by himself on a planet. Did they? Yeah. Do they ever say? Well, yeah, he says I went back to what I knew best. But he said you know, I went back to what I was what I was best at is what he says. So Leia, not a very good smuggler. <laughs> yeah, it's, but also it's you're smuggling it's, into government that you help install. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's, it's a little it's different. Weird. It's a little weird. Like he's looking. He's been looking for the Millennium Falcon this whole time, but he never thought to check Jakku, which I guess yeah. is a big galaxy. But they happen right. to be. I mean. We never saw the the Millennium Falcon go into hyperspace, so they're still in the same system as Jakku. Oh, good point. So right? not very far. That's a well. That's a thing. This that Star Wars often gets yeah. loosey goosey with is people like. Well, that's a, especially the problem with the Last Jedi is that they're limping along at sublight speed. So they're basically what just going from from a planet to a moon because the time. <laughs> that, that's the problem. I mean, that's just that's that's one of the. One of the problems of the movie is it's like a slow speed chase at sublight speeds. Like they're basically, are they just orbiting a planet? Like it yeah. shows them out in the middle of space, but that's not how this works. Like they, they have to be in hyperspace to be going from system to system. But we see the same thing in um, Empire Strikes Back, the best movie of the entire series. And even that has that problem of they're in, they, they leave Hoth, sublight speed, enter an asteroid belt, still sublight, leave the asteroid belt, still sublight. And go to Bespin to get the hyperdrive fixed so they can finally. So Bespin and Hoth have to be in the same system, not only in the same system, but the distance from Bespin to Hoth has to be like the distance from Earth to the moon. <laughs> right. Yeah. And it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't no, make any sense. You're thinking like Star Trek logic where Star Wars uses his own logic. No logic. It's like they might as well have had him just like rotting around on the outside of the ship like Flash Gordon or something like it's it doesn't make any sense. Like in the excellent novel, The Fifth Civilization, in order to leave Earth and go to the planet the Fifth Civilization is on, they have to go into cryogenic sleep because it's like a three month journey. Right. See, that's well written sci fi. <laughs> Not wrong. <laughs> Yeah, you know, there's Peter plus, speak to this. I mean, I would never, you know, if I were writing something, I would never have them sucking a giant star to make their energy. <laughs> oh, I feel bad if I get to the third book and find out that's what happened. Uh, uh, I can't say anything. Uh oh, got to rewrite it real quick. Everyone read the fifth civilization, people. Great book. Same. I need to finish. <laughs> I agree there's, with that. No. The, the science is sound. It all makes sense. All the distances. It's all true. Sense. All of it. It's all visual. It's all true. All of it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, I the do force, like that every, part yeah. when Han Solo says that to Ray about the Jedi. And I yeah. do like the fact that He says, that I Rey... used to believe it was all a bunch of myths and everything, but it's all true. All of it. I like I like that a lot. I also oh, yeah. like how Ray yeah. doesn't know who they are. And it makes perfect sense because by the time she's born, they're all dead and gone. Unlike where Han Solo, yes, he's born in the Empire, but he still should know something about the Jedi, but neither here well, nor the, there. Oh, the Jedi. Okay. I was going to say, but she knows about Luke Skywalker and stuff, but she thinks he's a myth, but that also literally saved the galaxy 30 years ago. Yes. But I can see it being something like, you know, again, huge galaxy. She's on a well, desert she's, yeah, planet. Yeah, she's a junk rat. Yeah, she's a junk rat I on can, an outer rim planet. Yeah. 
I can I believe that too because it, it makes sense because the rebellion also would want to in in some you know like you would have statues of things like you know look at our life like when when it comes to or you say in our revolution like Cuba with Castro and things like that I mean you have monuments to people that you're like oh why do we, I didn't know this was real I thought this was propaganda no no you're, no you're right you could see some like you know dude you know living in like you know the Samoan Islands who's never heard of George Washington or something I I, I get you so yeah. It, it's 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 believable that she wouldn't know about it. It's it's fine. It, it is it is neat that she remembers some stuff. Right. Like it occurs to her to how to do it. It occurs to her later how to do a Jedi mind trick, for instance, <laughs> which I think is one of the things that the sexists don't like about her. And I'm like, yep. no, it's fine. I, I get it. She, it doesn't even work the first time she tries it. You know? Right. I like I like that too. Yeah. I'll tighten these restraints. But uh, yeah. <laughs> Isn't that Daniel Star- Craig? Daniel, Daniel it is Craig. Daniel, it is okay. Daniel Craig. She mind tricks James Bond. <laughs> right. Leading up to that, before she gets captured, that's when you have the right, scene right. where they go to the random bar planet. Yeah, with Maz. They go to Maz's cantina, and Han Solo drops the line that Maz has been maintaining this watering hole for a thousand years. Right. So Maz Kanata is over a thousand years old. Right. Voiced by Lupita Nyong'o, who's... Uh, she's in um, Black Panther. Yeah, she's. I'm trying to remember who she was in Black Panther. She's is she? She's not I the am, sister, is she? I'm not sure. Nikia, she's Nakia. Is Nakia? Nakia is the fiance. The fiance, like Panther. The, the girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one that's like a secret agent. Yeah, yeah. And then has the yeah. baby. Right. So that's that's the actress that voices her. Oh, yeah. That's Lupita Nyong'o. Yeah, I like I like Maz. Fine. Um, most of the movie is practical effects. And they just like pepper in CGI to make things look flashier. She is a fully CGI character, and it done it didn't look great it, watching it today. Hmm. She's one of a she's one of a few. Her and Snoke both don't look great in this movie. The CG. I just I feel like we're still even in 2023. We're not at the point where a fully CGI character looks very good. Other than Gollum, you just got to You got to do. You got to do practical. Practical looks so much better. Admiral Akbar looks excellent in this. Nia Nub looks excellent in this. Played by the actors who played them in Return of the Jedi, by the way. I think, um, uh, well, one thing, at least for Snoke in this, is they put him in darkness, which is how you hide right. how you hide your special effects that don't hold up. So you, right. <laughs> it's like your lack of, it's specifically the lack of subsurface scattering we talked about in the previous st- uh, episode of the podcast. Right, yeah. And yeah, you. it doesn't look good on Maz because she's in broad, she's in broad daylight. Yeah. She's, or she's in, you know, bright light, brightly lit. But I like her cantina. It's it's like a throwback to, you know, the original Star Wars. And there's a Mandalorian flag hanging right in the front, you can see. There is, yeah, there's a Megasaur. Yeah. It was weird that uh, Han Solo said the line, you know, don't stare at it, don't stare at any of it. But it's just like your normal Star Wars cantina. I don't know. Yeah, but 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 he remembers when Luke, you know, got, you know, <laughs> ah, Luke, I see. You know got somebody's <laughs> arm chopped off, you know, at a cantina. So... <laughs> Right, yeah, you do have to be aware of that, yeah. Yeah, you got to watch out. There's that one dude who's like chill, that like one giant dude, and he's got this like hot chick chilling on him. Right. And then she go, she goes and calls the first order. Right, yeah. Oh, that's that was uh, good. And the droid yeah, like contacts that. the resistance. There's. Yeah, yeah, I love that. The droid contacts the resistance. Yeah, there's a droid that contacts. He's got one of those. Um, oh, I didn't face, catch that. His yeah. face is one of those microphones, those old timey like 1950s microphones. Yeah. Like that um, droid, uh, the medical droids in right. Empire. Yeah, it's cool. Okay, yeah. I did not He's, catch this. He part. said he he says contact the resistance. I found their missing droid, and right, then yeah. the the chick is like, 
contact the first order i found the droid they're looking for <laughs> right yeah i like that and which is sure good because that explains how both show up there right yeah yeah okay that's okay yeah you just put dialogue where you need it to you know make the story yeah, make that's, sense that's good that's good exactly it almost feels like something maybe somebody thought to add in uh later except <laughs> we know it's not I, I think maybe the droid may have, the droid i can imagine getting added in later yeah, the the I woman is clear too. because she the camera like follows her. They track her when they first come in. They show her, they pass her, and then they show her walk off and do that. So, yeah, this is yeah. Then Ray wanders around and randomly finds this Luke's lightsaber. Finds Anakin's Again, this lightsaber. My theory that she's Luke's daughter. Or well, my theory going into she's this a movie. clone of Anakin Skywalker. Maybe I she's could, that. I, you know, I could take that too. <laughs> I'll take that too. Or she's Anakin's daughter for some I reason. Could take that too. Like I thought. I really did think when I saw this movie the first time and I saw it up until The Last Jedi when they went, no, no, we're going a whole different direction. And then, and then no, 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 we're going a different direction again. But neither here nor there. But I and 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 I bought them like oh, that makes sense that she's somehow connected to them. And the lightsabers are a living thing like hyper crystals are to a degree. So, yeah, I, I mean, I, I still would think it would be better if she's nothing, if she's just a person and the lightsaber called to her because she's power really powerful in the force yeah and then she has vision okay yeah, she does have the vision she has the right. vision with Luke the, touching some ca- the some cameos too in the knights of ren that makes no sense yeah but she has some cameos there uh, well no it makes sense i mean luke can see his friends being tortured by darth vader oh okay right so yeah. I, I mean she's seeming a bit she's having visions she's seeing the past and the future yeah okay right? and so she can if you listen if to it herself in the snow being chased by kylo yeah, and if you listen to it, if you or if you look, I mean, I looked it up, but uh, you can hear like so they they had the voice actor who plays Obi Wan in Clone Wars come in and record lines as Obi Wan, and then they didn't use that, and instead they had Ewan McGregor come in and read the lines and the same lines, and so it's Ewan McGregor as as young Obi Wan. Oh and yeah, then, and then okay. it's they they had Frank Oz come in and record new dialogue as Yoda, and then they ended up not using that and using just dialogue of Frank Oz from Empire Strikes Back. Why? You already recorded a new dialogue. Just use that. Uh, I, it's, it's, it's two different exa- two different <laughs> things where, yeah, they brought in someone to do it and they were like, actually, never mind. And they used, I just think that's funny that they had Frank Oz come in yeah. and, and read. And then, yeah, Oz recorded new dialogue for the film, but it was replaced with pre-existing audio from Empire Strikes Back. Clone Wars actor James Arnold Taylor, whose voice over one Kenobi in the different Star Wars media, originally recorded co- Kenobi's dialogue, but his recordings are replaced with McGregor's. It's from a uh, a uh, Twitter uh, interview with you. Uh, it was a Twitter interview with. Oh no, it was a tweet from um, James Arnold Taylor saying that's what happened. Oh, okay. Yeah, but that's kind of yeah. it's. It definitely can be overlooked if you're if you're not listening for it carefully. It kind of gets lost in the background. Yeah. Oh yeah, I definitely. I, did, I didn't catch it. They also have Alec Guinness. I'm sorry. That's what they have. They have a uh, audio of Alec Guinness as uh, old Obi Wan. Also. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, no, uh, the uh, is Entertainment Weekly is the rest of that information. Entertainment Weekly had the Frank Oz and Alec Guinness information. So. Okay, and it's during this time when they see the all the planets get destroyed that are not Coruscant. So we can't blow up Coruscant. Yeah. So we need it for yeah. later, I think, right? Even though I swore to... It should have just been Coruscant. It should it should have just Looks said, like yeah, Coruscant. They blow up Coruscant, keep... man. It's crazy. Republic's dead now. They destroyed the Galactic Senate. Isn't Coruscant... Is, isn't Coruscant in these movies, in these trilogy? No, it's it's not. No, nope. Huh. Not, nope. It's it's also. Only... I really don't believe they would move the government 
from Coruscant somewhere no. else. It's it's no, they wouldn't. It's dumb. They should have just made a Coruscant. I, I it almost feels like I, I feel like J.J. Abrams wanted to be Coruscant, wanted it to be Coruscant, and the totally and the old. studio Kathleen Kennedy or somebody's like, no, 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 we're going to be using Coruscant for a TV show or something. Yeah. So you can't. Do they that. had big plans at this point when this movie came out. Like they had big plans to do all the Star Wars media, and then Last this Jedi the and Solo. This is the beginning of Dis. Like when did Disney buy Star Wars? Like 2014. I think it was 2012. 2012. So this is really the beginning of Disney taking over Star Wars. This is their first big thing, right? right they had, yeah. they had done like an uh, a season of Clone Wars on Netflix, I think, and then this is their big thing. And it, okay, and, it, right. it was, and it was huge. It was huge. You know, like this was such a big deal. Like it's a Star Wars movie being made not by George Lucas, right? And the, you know, get the original actors back, you know? Yeah, yeah, they're bringing back. Yeah, they're bringing back Peter Mayhew, though he's barely in it because he was having health problems. So they had some two other people uh, playing him most of the movie. But still, you got Anthony Daniels reprising his C3PO for like one scene or two. Or, oh, no, a couple scenes. My new scenes. arm. Yeah, he's like, you probably didn't recognize him because of the red arm. Yeah. <laughs> There's a comic that explains how he got that arm. <laughs> and then, yeah, Carrie Fisher and Mark Han- uh, Carrie Fisher. Mark Hamill in it for like a second and then Harrison Ford. Yeah. But it was clear. Harrison Ford has said, he told him, he's like, you got me for one movie. (laughs) Right. Don't need to kill me off. He wanted to be killed off at the end of empire. That's why he gets frozen to carbonite at the end of empire was to leave it open for him to leave this. He did not want to be in star Wars anymore. I I think everyone kind of knew that he was going to die too. Yeah. I think it was clear from the whole movie. He was going to die. Especially when Carrie tells him, when Leia tells him to go get their son, I'm like, oh, Kylo Ren's going to kill him. Yeah, right. Or he's yeah. going to die in front of Kylo Ren, one or the other, but he's going to die for Kylo Ren's plot development. That's going to happen. It was pretty clear. Yeah. Yeah. But and yeah. I remember when this movie came out, there was there were some meme going around of a guy driving around with, and the car just said Han Solo dies. Yeah, but that's that's not that. Like, that's like, it's like. <laughs> You know, that's like uh, Dumbledore dies kind of thing. It's like if you thought Dumbledore was living to the end of that series and you're not a very attentive reader. I think I think it's a bit of a dick move, dude, because there were people if you were at all on the Internet the next day, there were people who were trying to spoil it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. You shouldn't be spoiling things like I like I said, yeah. I block I, I, the Nerdist is still blocked on Facebook for me. <laughs> I did. There's, I, a, I, there's I, a guy at the place I work that we knew it was spoilers and he loves he loved to spoil things after he had seen it. He did. I love. Thankfully, I had seen it the night before, but he did spoil the Han Solo thing right away in front of people who had not seen the movie. And it's like you are an ass. Yeah, that's terrible. Yeah, because like, I don't think that, you would see thing. it coming. Like before this movie yeah. came you out, you wouldn't see it before the movie. Yeah. No, you no. see it once the movie's once he enters the movie and he's like eighty. Yeah. You're like oh, there's <laughs> yeah, they're probably gonna kill him. And then especially yeah, when Leia sends him to go get Ben, you're like oh okay. Yeah, by movie logic, he has to try to do that. And right. since Kylo Ren's going to be the villain in the trilogy, we know he can't succeed in this first movie. So, yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah. I mean, you see a little bit with Finn using the lightsaber while they're at the bar area, and that's when you yeah. have, like, this yeah, random... Yeah, he, he fights, he fights TR, T, or whatever. I don't remember if that's the guy's name, <laughs> but he fights that stormtrooper who has that, like, really kind of dumb, uh, like, club... Yeah, yeah, that can block lightsabers, apparently. Why well, does he that, have that's that? That's fine. We we saw that. The, okay, so. All the Jedi yeah. are dead. Well, no, they know Jedi are still alive, so. But it doesn't have to be for Jedi. It could just be for, you know, close quarters combat. It's like the yeah. you know, Star Wars equivalent of a bayonet. He throws down his rifle because he wants to fight him hand to hand. Because he wants to beat his ass. 
And he does, by the way. He beats yeah, Ben's he beats ass. Him. He just shot. He just ends up getting shot by uh, what by Han Solo. Mm-hmm. But um, he uh, it. But I can buy that he's got a thing that can block lightsabers because the the what you call it droids that General Grievous had right. had those pikes that could do the same thing. Yeah, it's but the that same was to fight idea. Jedi, and Jedi are still around. I mean, we don't really well, realize right, right. this, but the Jedi are around in this world because you have the school that Luke started. You have other Except Jedi that have survived. <laughs> it's implied by these movies that Kylo Ren killed them all, but maybe not. I highly doubt it. Yeah, it is implied, but I highly doubt it. There is uh, a comment. Yeah, yeah, we got, I mean, yeah, I'm sure Baby Yoda's running around, you know, some. <laughs> But this, by this point, uh, no, I don't. I don't know. I, I don't think it was for that. I think it was just to have a hand to hand option. Yeah, it's it's just a you know, and he's probably like trained with this thing. I just thought it was dumb because it's like got like a swivel on it, just so okay. he can like oh, cock yeah. it or whatever, and then he uses it. It's like a. It's just it. It's the weapon doesn't make any logical sense. It would have made more sense if it was just a club with a electrical thing on the end that blocks lightsabers. That'd be fine. Yeah, you know. Or or hell like a Beskar pole or something. I mean, who knows? But it was still it was good. Beskar like wasn't it. really invented yet. Right. Wait, no, Beskar's around, but no, yeah, I, I know what you're saying. Yeah. This is had, no, Rebels hasn't even come out yet at this point. Right. Exactly. But it's Clone it's Wars still, was canceled because the Disney season is until way later. Oh no. Okay. I thought the Disney season was like around the same time. I, no, I believe you. I haven't I haven't seen the Disney season, so uh, I'm, I'll find out. But but yeah, and then the, then the I like when they see like the there's a really cool scene that they they broke down on corridor crew. They had the guy that made the scene where you see the uh, the tie fighters flying against like the sunset. Oh yeah, and it doesn't match the setting at all. But I guess you know maybe they landed, they flew in from a different part of the planet, you know, to to for surprise. So they flew in somewhere where the sun is setting, and then flew over here where the sun's clearly not setting. That's fine. I don't mind. Because it looks really cool of these, like, it's like, it's something out of Top Gun. Yeah. Of them, oh. you, like, the, you can see the TIE Fighters and, like, the uh, the person who made it was talking about, like, he had this idea that you should see some heat waves coming off of them like you would an actual jet. But there's no place on a TIE Fighter where you can discern where the exhaust is supposed to be. So he just, like, made up where he thought it would be. And now Disney went back and made that canon that that's where the exhaust port is, <laughs> uh, fighter, which I think is funny. 2020 is the la- is that last season of Clone Wars. Okay. okay. 2014 was the last season that we got by Netflix. That's what I was going to say. I thought 24 24- I thought it was 2014 that we but got But that Netflix season thing. doesn't touch on a lot of a lot of the stuff. Well, no, no, but I'm saying that's under Disney's ownership. Uh, not 20 20- Well, 2014 was, but I think the Netflix contract was already in order. So Netflix right, right. distrib Well, they also didn't have Disney Plus. They distributed yet, so. it, but I'm saying that was under like Disney's like the ones who own Star Wars. That yeah. And then there were a few other, there's a bunch of arcs that got left and there's got left in the cutting room table at the time. And then some were put in the 2020 season. And then some one was made into a novel, which I will never read. One was into a comic book, which I'm trying to convince Peter to talk about with me. Hint, hint. <laughs> and, <laughs> and yeah, so, and then the arcs, the arcs came out in the last season, but yeah, there's a bunch of arcs that they were had written, had all planned, but it just didn't happen. Yeah. But, but anyway, then the, then the, um, the resistance shows up and it's really cool looking because you see the uh, you see them coming over the water. Yeah. And like yeah. A couple, and the first order guys, like a couple of them, some go, oh, whoa. You know, like you can tell back there, like worried about it, too. And you see the X-Wings flying real low over the water like that and kicking up all the the, the wake. And it's it's Poe leading them. And you've got um, what's his name from uh, from uh, Heroes, uh, Greg, Gum- Greg Grumberg. From okay, Heroes. I recognize, yeah, I recognize him. He's playing uh, Snap Wexley. And you got you got Jessica Henwick and uh, I can't remember who the other person was. 
but you've got you've got like these uh, you got this one guy that's like a uh, one of the pilots is some sort of alien looks a little bit like not this, he looks he no well there is nub nub and he is played by the same actor uh, that played him in Return of the Jedi but no there's like he's like an alien he looks like what's his name from uh, Sebulba he looks like a similar species to Sebulba okay I must have uh, oh, it's I, one of the I may have one, seen of the that. X, one of the X wing pilots and I, I don't know I like that. Yeah, Carrie they Fisher's definitely made daughter, the pilots. By the way, also, Carrie Fisher's daughter also plays one of the officers, one of the resistance officers. Oh. But I think she's one of the ones back at the base, like, relaying information. She's in the second movie, right? His, her daughter? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Billy Lord. Yeah, and didn't Carrie Fisher die during the before the second movie came out, right? She died right before the second movie came out, yeah. Okay. Which is why I think they should have made, like, a last-minute edit and have her not fly through space. <laughs> We'll uh, she she died when Rogue One came out, actually. So she died. Yeah. Even, she died a year before Last Jedi came out. Yeah, oh, so they, they really could have done an edit and not make her fly through space like that. To the detriment <laughs> of yeah, to the detriment of Rise of Skywalker for sure that they could. <laughs> they, anyway, yeah, yes. Anyway, but yeah, uh, it's it's um it's cool, and you get like a really cool dogfight. And I counted Poe in the space of less than ten seconds takes out eight Tie Fighters. That's incredible. That's more. Yeah, that's like a double pilot. ace. Yeah, that is that is like beyond Luke Skywalker level of like piloting. Like it's insane. <laughs> He's just like flies through, and it's. I mean, it's it's like a it's like a sparrow flying through a cloud of mosquitoes or something. Just do, 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 just takes them all down. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's pretty great. <laughs> but it's but it's fun. It's fun. You know, it's fun. And Rey gets I mean, kidnapped. It's fine. Star Wars is not meant to be really close to reality. Well, I know it's just it's kind of funny because it's like beyond anything. It's just there is a point of this in these movies where it feels like J.J. Abrams was like, all right, but more, but 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 more, especially yeah. with that third movie where it's like just, oh, you got like, do you have like a slider where you can just turn the slider up and more ships appear? Just more. Just turn it to more. Please. Let's make the stormtroopers fly. Yeah. Just everything <laughs> more. Yeah. They fly now. <laughs> it's just everything more. And it's like, so Poe's got to be the new Luke Skywalker X-Wing awesome pilot, but better, redder, yeah. right? Luke took out like two TIE fighters. All right, Poe's going to take out eight. <laughs> you know, it's got to be like that. But still, it's whatever. And then, yeah, Ray gets... This is when they go to the Rebel base. Yeah. That's on Yavin 4, but it's not Yavin 4. But it looks like Yavin 4. It's to remind you of Yavin 4, but it's a different place. Yes. <laughs> and I, I do like when Finn and Poe see each other for the first time again. They're all happy. Yeah. I do like yeah. that. It's great. He's like, hey, that's my jacket. And he's like, oh, and he tries. He's like, no, 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 you keep it. It looks good on you. I like that. I like the uh, the bromance between the two of them. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, it's it was good. the right thing to do to to build that up. It's so. really one of yeah. the failings of the next couple of movies that they don't keep it going in the next couple of movies. Yeah, se- it is. They separate them and they really need to keep those two together. Yeah, yeah, it, it works yeah. for both their characters. And I do like how this this whole mission, like, OK, we're going to go. We're going to go attack the death, the new Death Star. And we're going to go blow it up and. I mean, he doesn't, they don't have the plans, but because of him, he tells him, yeah, that, that thing cools it down and he can blow up that. Like, yeah, I can feel, cool. he tells him he could blow it up. And then when they get there, he reveals that he actually doesn't have any idea what they're doing. <laughs> right. But he doesn't care. <laughs> he came to save Ray and that's what it's, he, he is there to save his friend. And that's, I like it. Yeah. It's about, it's a movie about friendships. Like it know. is, it is. And he's like a real friend. Like he is like, I'm going to go save Ray. I'm going to say whatever lie I've got to do to get people to take me there to help me do it. Even if it like, like how Solo tells us like the fate of like millions of people is, you know, is rests on this. And he's like, I've got to save Ray. I got to save her. Got to help her. She's his friend. Like, I like that. I liked it. 
Yeah. And and yeah, I like when they go to the they they Han Solo's idea for how they're gonna get in pat without you know through their planetary shield is oh, yeah. it only stops things that are moving at sublight speed, so they're gonna go in like hyper jump into the planet's atmosphere. It's like yeah. all right, all Wouldn't right. blow them up. I don't know. It, <laughs> that wouldn't work. And but. if you're thinking about science, it wouldn't work, but it would probably I mean, skip hyper, off hi, the atmosphere. I mean, what is hyperspace really? Right. <laughs> Right. It's not a thing that exists in the real world anyway, so... Yeah, it's I mean, not like... just like warp it's speed, like, essentially? No, it's not. See, with warp speed, they're, like, essentially, in Star Trek, they're bending space around... Them. They're creating a bubble around the ship called a warp bubble that can go through space. They can basically... You can travel p- faster than the speed of light, and you're in this bubble protected from the effects of it, right? The bubble allows you to do it. And then later in Star Trek and Voyager, they came up with slipstream, which is what the Borg use, which is basically hyperspace. Oh, okay. Which is essentially that you're creating Einstein, you're creating warm, you know, Einstein Rosen bridges, right? You're creating those like, you know, event horizon bridges, right? The yeah. difference is in, in in Voyager, the slipstreams are like pre-made things or something. I don't know. Maybe they're not, but but anyway, point is, is yeah, the the slipstream thing in Voyager that the the Borg use is hyperspace. But hyperspace is yeah, it's like you're entering a different dimension, basically. Okay. Except again, it's not actually. This is all explaining a bunch of. Like, <laughs> I know we're being and, white and nerdy. It's, right it's now. a bunch of bullshit that's not actually canon. It's, so you know, yeah. In a new hope of just they're going really fast. So. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. But you can see like when they're they're in like a tunnel. It looks like when they're doing it. And when they show them inside hyperspace in the yeah. various movies and stuff after A New Hope. And then we know, you know, from Rebels and everything, like the the whales and everything that travel through it, it seems like it's some kind of extra dimensional travel kind of thing. Yeah. The whales were not created yet at this time. I think uh, I, I feel like there's some Star Wars thing where there's like creatures that live inside hyperspace also. Again, that's one of the cartoons, but that okay. might be Rebels, actually. I don't remember. Oh, so. One thing I wanted to note is that I think it was about this time when I was watching this in the theater for the first time, about the time they go to Starkiller Base, I was like, is Luke going to be in this movie? <laughs> I, I was starting to show up. He's also yeah, up. I was like, we've been about two hours in this movie. He has not shown up. And I'm like, I wonder how they're going to do that, because they he said they were going to be in this movie. Yeah, he's in this movie, all right. Just not what he what you thought. Oh, uh, and R2-D2 being in low power yeah. mode ever since Luke left. yeah. Just like come on, come on! Like it did, it did make me a little sad that we didn't get to see the three of them together to yeah, go right. on the adventure. And I know oh, that's right. what a lot of people were disappointed by. Yeah, that's well, true. People wanted heir to the empire story with these characters. They didn't want these characters. I mean, I knew these characters were going to be side characters when I when I when I first saw these movies being announced. I'm like, they're too old to headline a movie. Right. And the idea is to make room for new actors. I, so you I can wanted market new characters. I wanted Legacy of the Force. I wanted Jason Solo turns to the dark side, and Jaina Solo has to go and bring him back. That's what I wanted. Yeah, and that's hey, what guess it what? Felt you're like never getting were, that because Jason it, is a name in Ahsoka, by the way. Oh yeah, I know, but it, it really felt <laughs> like that's what they were going for with yeah. it. Though it really felt like somebody involved in the writing of this, maybe maybe not the script, just like the uh, the treatment that this was based on read those books and was like, or maybe read the Wikipedia entry on it. It was like, Ooh, we could do a Jason Jaina thing. And then Jason became Ben Solo and Jaina became Ray. I feel like that's really where it it could, it really, you could have made that work. I think you really could have made that work. I still wish she was Skywalker's daughter. I I wish she wasn't who she is. I would have been better with her being actually with them really doing the Jaina Jason thing. 
and having her be not an orphan on Jakku, having her been someone who like when she turned like of age, she was pissed off at her parents and she left and she was living that life because she doesn't like Han Solo and Leia anymore. And then she okay. comes back. I could have, I think that would have been good. You could have done a good, You could have done a good thing with that. And then she is persuaded by Han Solo to help him try to save Ben. But then Ben or Jane, Jason kills Han Solo in front of her. <laughs> and now she just wants to kill her brother. And then the rest of the trilogy is her deciding to save him and, and then saving him and then him yeah. dying in her arms, which is, you know, what happens in that, tr- in that trilogy. She, in the, in the, that non-tology, that nine book series, spoilers, she ends up having to kill her brother. Anyway. Spoilers for something that is no longer canon and will never be again. Really good books. Karen Travis, uh, Aaron Alston, and uh, the other dude. That's cool. I didn't know it was nine books. It's nine. Books. It's they did a there's is they did a, they they traded off like one two three one two three. Aaron Alston, who created the uh, Rogue Squadron series. Okay. And and then Karen Travis, who did Republic Commando, and then the <laughs> other guy, the other guy, he wrote like. Like children of I can't remember what he wrote. He he wrote some big ones. I think he's the guy who took over um Rogue Squadron when Aaron Austin left it. Is the other guy. I can't remember his name though, but it's three of them and they went one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three. It's okay. it's a good series. It's a good series of books. It's good and yeah, it's like Jason Solo kills he kills Mara Jade. I mean, I think he kills Han Solo also. I can't remember if he kills Han or not, but it, I'm pretty sure he kills Han Solo and he kills Mara Jade as well. Still want I still want Mar- he kills Mara Jade first. Like she's like the first major character that dies. I gotta read what happened to the, the legend canon of these people. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I want to know like I forget because I forget and I stopped reading them to a, to a point. So I want to know what their yeah. original fates were as opposed to the Disney. yeah. Well, I know, I know, I know. Leia became the the president of the Republic, right? Oh. And then I know that Luke went off with Ben, his son Ben, and because his son is named Ben and this, his and Mara Jade's son, Ben, and the two of them went off uh, into like the far reaches of the galaxy and met like the ancient Sith. And I don't know oh. where it went from, I don't know where it went from there. Cause I didn't finish that, that nine book series. I didn't finish. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I can't remember what it was called. It was good. I just didn't finish. It. I read like the first six, but, but anyway, yeah. So Ray is captured and um, I love when, when Kylo Ren is trying to question her with the force and she repels him and, and starts reading his mind. And so he has to like break the contact and you could tell he's scared and he goes to Snoke and tells him basically like she's powerful. She's untrained, but she's very powerful. Right. She just doesn't know it yet. And Snoke is like, oh, yeah, I bet we could use her, you know? Yeah, that's a good scene. And I like it because it's very much, you know, Darth Vader realizing that Luke is powerful. And you almost I get this idea that like they're trying to mirror that that like. Yeah. Where, oh, yeah. Where Darth Vader thinks that Luke could help him kill the Emperor. And get and finally get him out of this like toxic relationship he's in, you know. And I wonder if that's Kylo Ren with Snoke. If he's like he really would like to not be under Snoke's control anymore, and he looks at her as like a way that they can get out of that, which the second movie would seem to support. Yeah, but I'm, that doesn't go anywhere because in the next movie he changes that idea, right? It doesn't. No, but okay. <laughs> well, she, to be fair, she kind of betrays him, right? Because he thinks, okay, cool. Now we're gonna be like boyfriend and girlfriend and go off and do stuff together. She's like, no, I got to go save my friends. And he's like, right. traitor. So he likes that word. <laughs> yeah. I, I do like the stuff on the planet when they're on Starkiller base and everything. And it really does feel like the Death Star. Yeah. Uh, that yeah. scene when, when Han Solo does end up running into Kylo Ren and then, you know, you know, pretty much sacrifices himself. Oh, I love that scene. That's so a good much. scene. 
Yeah, right. you can see like he he's like, take off that mask. You don't need it. And he takes off the mask and like drops it on the ground next to him. Well, he takes off the mask and he holds it. And Han Solo walks up to him and then he drops the mask. And I thought I thought it was, it was all very well done. And and then yeah, Ray and Ray and uh, Finn come in. I love when when Ray runs into Finn and she hugs him and she's like, "Thank you, thank you." Like it's like really sweet. Oh, but yeah. yeah, they see they just stand there on that upper catwalk and watch Han Solo meeting Kylo Ren. And of course, they've got to be so confused as to what's happening. Right, yeah, yeah. they don't know like, that. That's you figure happening. you figure Chewbacca probably would know what's happening, but Chewbacca is off planting explosives until right at the very end of it when he shoots him. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, Kylo Ren stabs Han Solo through the chest and kills him, and then throws his body like lets his body fall, you know, into the abyss. And then yeah, Chewbacca shoots him in the stomach. It's awesome. <laughs> I knew this was that, coming when he walked that, in that catwalk. I remember. Oh yeah, it was clear. Looking at my girlfriend at the time, now my wife, and being like, "Yeah, he's dead. He ain't coming off that catwalk." Like it yeah, was over. That's, that's clearly what's happening here. That's what's yeah. Happening. I I kind of thought that Kylo Ren was gonna look up and see Finn and Ray and be like you betrayed me like to Han Solo. Like I thought, I think that would have been better if Kylo Ren seemed like Han was actually getting to him, you know? And he was like, actually maybe like, you know, happy his dad had come for him. And he's like, and then he sees Finn and Ray and he sees maybe Chewbacca planting the explosives. And he's like, this is all a trick. You're just here to, you're just here to betray me. And that's, and, and then he kills him. I thought that would have been better, but it's still good. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's definitely good scene. Yeah. I, I I don't know. I think it's effective as it as it is, just because, you know, you can tell he's conflicted and it has the good. It has the I mean, the great twist of like, I don't know if I have the strength to do what I have to do. And you think he's talking about getting out of the dark side. Right. He's talking about killing his father. Yeah. And then the thank you for helping me is, you know, another good twist. So it's very well. Yeah. It's a well done scene. Yeah, it I is. think as it is. And, you know, when he, he doesn't. He doesn't kill Han until the light from the sun is extinguished. Oh, right. That's very true. heavy hand. It's heavy handed, but it works. Yeah. And, and if you notice in that scene, Kylo Ren's face, half of it is lit with red light and half yeah. of it's lit with like white light. And then when the sun goes out, his face is totally lit in red. Yeah. And that's when he kills him. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. It's, I did not catch that. Yeah. I caught that it's today. Symbolism, man. It. It's symbolism. Yeah. And Han Solo is in red the whole time. FYI. I'm not sure what that means, but. <laughs> he's not going to make it out of the scene. He was, he was evil the whole yeah. time. No, he's not. <laughs> yeah. But his death I mean, was coming, that's what it meant. We knew we knew it was coming, if only because we knew that Harrison Ford wanted didn't like these movies anymore. But it's right. still it's still powerful, even if we all saw it coming. Yeah, because he really wanted to be done at this point. So Yeah, let's see. Okay, so after that, they, you know, there's the fight outside after that. Yeah, I'm watching the movie right now, actually. When they were fighting oh, okay. in the snow. Yeah, fighting in the snow. Which I is do good. Like I like this. that lightsaber. Yeah, I love that. That's such a good, it's it's such a good scene. Yeah, it's really well done. Ray uh, is like, Ray's knocked out. Like Kylo Ren like force pushes her, like slams her into a tree, like 15 right. feet in the air. And she's, <laughs> and she's like out. And, and Finn goes over to her. He throws his gun on the ground, by the way. He throws his gun to the ground and runs over to take care of her. And then picks up the lightsaber and stands over her and lights up that lightsaber. And it's like, fuck yes, yes, yes. This is awesome. And yeah, yeah, I, you know what? I could believe, I mean, he's, you know, he's had training. Yeah. It's like, you don't need to be a Jedi to to use a lightsaber or to, yeah. You just need to be a Jedi to reflect the bolts back. Yeah. Really what it is. Well, to be, yeah, to be fast enough to do that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And And accurate with it. 
Right. Oh, by the way, I was wrong. The 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 uh, stormtrooper who called Finn a traitor is FN two one nine nine. I don't know where I got that traitor thing from. <laughs> I like that was like that must have been a joke or something I read. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I like their fight. And then yeah, Kylo Ren just like toys with Finn. By the way, yeah, he toys with him like he's having an easy time in spite of his injury. He just like is like dancing around Finn. If you watch it, like people complain like, oh, he didn't he couldn't take out this guy that doesn't even have the force. No, watch it. Finn is like doing his best and Kylo Ren is like dancing around him in spite of being seriously injured because he's no threat to him. Yeah. yeah. And then he just like just takes him out like brutally like slash. Him. I mean, it makes sense that Finn is like in a Bacta tank at the beginning of the next movie because, yeah, yeah. He, got, he gets messed up. Like whenever they land on the whenever they get back, you hear a person background go, OK, we've got a heartbeat. <laughs> Yeah, like okay, that's yeah. the condition that's the condition he's in is he's like barely alive and then he yeah kills him and and then yeah uh and then kylo ren's like "Ooh, i'm gonna get luke skywalker's lightsaber now or anakin skywalker i'm gonna get oh darth vader's lightsaber that's that's what it is it's it's anakin skywalker's lightsaber and so he's like force pulling it and then it whips at his face real fast and he has to like you know dodge out of the way and it goes to ray's hand and it's just like such an awesome moment and then yeah they fight each other and she is doing pretty badly until he says something about, you know, he's going to he could train her in the use of the force. And that's when she's like, oh, yeah, the force, that's a thing. And then she starts calling on force <laughs> and just starts whipping his ass. And and, and again, if, if if we assume that being really good at the force would make you intuitively good at fighting a I little bit, that. I can yeah. I can buy that. I can buy that. Then, you know, we've uh, he's already at least implied that she's more powerful than he is. Yeah. Yeah. I had no problems when I saw it thinking exactly. that. Exactly. She was I was like, she's doing very well because she has the force and she's a very powerful force user. Like, and on top of that, also, we already saw that she is a skilled martial artist. Right. We saw her with, with the bow staff. And it's not like it's that big of a difference. It, it is a difference. But I mean, uh, I, I train with a bow staff in the martial art that I practice. And a lot of what we do with that is at the higher levels, at the black belt levels, you train with a with a katana. And it's the same. It's a lot of the same movements. I mean, plus, he so is it is completely yeah, it's completely believable that someone who's really good at fighting for both staff would also be pretty good of a sword, if not yeah. as good. I think it's believable. So I, I, I had no problems with it. I thought it was a great fight scene. It was beautiful, like the snow reflecting the blue and the red. Yeah, yeah. it's great. Yeah, cinematography so good, too. She slashes him across the face. It's yeah. great. It's good stuff. I think the, no, I'm definitely you know, a big fan of it. Also, just you mentioned cinematography. I think there's a difference, even though a lot of this is digital, it's kind of better digital effects in the prequel trilogy. And they use a lot more practical stuff in this, which is miles above the digital sets of, you know, Attack of the Clones or Revenge right. of the Sith stuff. Right. And, you know, it just goes to show you how how much that stuff does improve your improve your positivity toward the movie. Definitely. So, yeah, appreciate that. Same. I, I really do like that they went more practical effects after. Yeah, that's that's the always the way to go. Like that, yeah. that was always the way to go. And it, it was a big failing of to me. It was a big failing of Lucas was his over reliance on technology. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I, mean, I, I think, also, Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I think digital effects look good, too. There's a lot of di- good digital effects in this movie, but it's like oh, yeah. a, a balance. You have to balance it out. The, the thing with digital effects is they're best used as a as a garnish, you know, right. As mm-hmm. a seasoning, they're not. They shouldn't be the whole thing. It always looks right. better when you you take something real and then you enhance it with digital. It always looks better that way. I, I just also I just want to point out one thing. This movie has a ninety three percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Damn. Okay. Yeah, it was extremely well regarded. I think. Yeah, 
It's a ninety-three percent um, critic score, eighty-five percent audience score, and I'm guessing the others don't have that. <laughs> oh boy! Uh, uh, and now that I'm watching this, because like off and on we've been recording, I've been watching this movie kind of like just in the background. Yeah, I really messed up by not sitting. I wanted to. I just I didn't have time, and I knew I wasn't going to have time today, so I had to watch it while I was doing other stuff. And I re- and I regret that because that definitely did impact my viewing of this movie by not watching it right. sitting down and. Like when I did, I watched about an hour of it watching while I was eating lunch on my lunch break in front of the TV. I'm like, this is actually pretty damn good. Then I had to get back to finish <laughs> right. parts of it. Well, other stuff. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. Uh, the Last Jedi is a 91%. Rise of Skywalker, 51%. <laughs> I'm surprised. Uh, critic scores? That's critic scores, though. Right? Yeah, that's the critic score. Yeah. The audience scores for Last Jedi, I imagine, are like, I would say probably 40. I would say 45%. I also, I don't care for the way R2D2 wakes up either. To, to oh, go back well. to your comment. Because Four, I was watching, I'm watching it again. Nothing oh, wow. happens to him. He just wakes up. Like there no, should have been wakes, some event. He wakes up because they got the map, and and he's like, "Well, oh, they had okay. the map. The, oh, that's the map right. had been there, but that's it right. wasn't yeah. until they destroy Star Killer Base that he wakes up. Why does he wake up? Because the movie decided, oh, we got to move on to the, the next movie, plot. It's like, all right, it's time. Y'all, it's time y'all, for the closing act. Yeah, time for the closing act. Time to turn on our TV. By the way, Last Jedi's 42 percent audience score. What is it? I was very close. I was close. 42% audience score. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it is the the MacGuffin of this is dumb. RTD2 turning back on is dumb. It's it's the dumbest thing in the movie, I think, honestly. <laughs> right. Of all the things in the movie, it's definitely the dumbest part. This movie is very helped is that the story is, you know, for the most part pretty simple and it is kind of a it's helped the story has helped that it's you know a similar thing that we've seen before. Destroy the big space station, they're bad guys. They're good guys, etc. Yeah, <laughs> there's nothing too complicated about it. No, and I think it would be better if the if the map MacGuffin wasn't there. But agreed, whatever. Or they could have stole something from the Empire that they had a piece of, and then they get this piece, and then yeah. Or give this movie more purpose with the whole map to Luke, like have Luke somehow be involved because he's not involved in this movie at all. Right. I I do think. That was disappointing when I saw it, because when I get that last when I got to the, the last scene, I was like, come on. Do I have to wait two more years to figure out what Luke's up? <laughs> yes, I was. Yes, yes you do. Yeah, I was. It was annoying. It's it's yeah. funny. Um, yeah, I was looking, reading the Wikipedia entry and it says R2-D2 suddenly awakens. <laughs> just that's it. <laughs> oh, you're right. It just he's suddenly. I was like, there must be something. It's like, nope, he suddenly awakens. <laughs> he doesn't have I the mean, force, does he? I mean, come on. I mean, could have been like BB-8 does something. Or they found they, something happens. Like it could have even just been Han Solo does something when they show up where they haven't been there for so I don't know something. But but anyway, it turns out that Luke is on Octo, the planet Octo. Uh, where the first Jedi Jedi Temple may be. Yeah, he's on Octo, and then when Ray and Chewie fly there. Yeah, yeah, Ray, Chewie, and R two D two go there. So we gotta have R two D two back. So I don't to think see. we see. I don't think we see that R two D two is. Well, no, I think we do. Then we see R2-D2 get on the Millennium Falcon. I also want to point out one other thing that annoys me. When they get back, you know, and yeah. Han Solo is dead, mm-hmm. Chewbacca walks over to just, like, join. He doesn't even look at Princess Leia. He just walks by her and goes and hangs out with a crowd of people who are cheering. And Ray comes over and hugs Princess Leia. It's like, come on. Come because on. Because we don't been... want you to focus on Chewie. We want you to focus Chewbacca on the and Chewbacca and, and Princess Leia are the last two... Yeah, friends of of Han Solo yeah. left alive like it. They should have. It's his best. It's his wife and his best friend, or his his girlfriend and his best friend, whatever his ex girl. 
whatever she is in this continuity. And ex wife. It's very best friend. Yeah, I mean, it's not clear. Were they ever married? Is that, uh, is that, do they, it, I, I mean, I feel like they, maybe they don't mention it explicitly, but they don't mention it. They just say that they were together and then they're not and they had a kid. Oh, but I don't know. It's not clear. But anyway, point is, is like they hug whenever Chewbacca first gets there. Yeah. They, she hugs, I mean, she hugs yeah. Chewbacca and not Han Solo. In fact, but remember, Ray was so close to Han when they stole his ship and they just met for 30 minutes ago. They were so the, they've established that Han Solo looks at her like, you know, like a surrogate daughter. Again, and that's I cool. thought she was related to them. I really thought she was somebody's daughter. Or Leia knew that she was Luke's daughter. That's what went through my head when I saw this movie the first time. Yeah, and I still think it's better that she's not, but I see what you're saying. But it just annoyed <laughs> it it bothered me a little bit. It was just like, you know, not giving Chewbacca the medal at the end of the original movie. Why doesn't he get a medal? He does in the doesn't he have one in the um the new the new versions? In Rise of Skywalker he gets a medal. Oh, he gets one in Rise of Skywalker. That's what I thought though in like the the uh for, the special editions you see that he has a medal in the background. They I don't think guy a medal. No, they didn't. Okay. I don't think so. Yeah. It's, it's, it's racist is why he didn't have a medal at the end of that movie. That's right. all it is. Pure racism. Yeah. They're in a recreation of triumph of the will and they're not given the <laughs> non-human a medal. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. And then the very last scene of this movie is she walks up that this hill to where Luke is. She po- reaches, points the lightsaber out to his hand and he just stares at it for like yeah. a good 10, five to 10 he pulls, seconds. He pulls off his, he pulls off his cloak. You know, he puts yeah. his, he pulls back his hood so we can see him. And and I'm gonna I'm gonna say it now, and I'll say it again. When we talk about the Last Jedi. Um, I I love Luke Skywalker. He's been like an important part of my life since I was a kid, and and Mark Hamill especially has been an important part of my life since I was a kid. I don't think he's a very good actor. I think he's a great Joker. I think he's a good yes. voice actor. I think he's good at being extremely over the top. Yeah. I don't think he's a good actor, and I don't like him in these movies. Or, well, I guess movie. Cool. I don't like him in The Last Jedi. He's barely in this one. He's fine in this one because he doesn't do anything. <laughs> He's not good in The Last Jedi. He's... Well, I think it's just The Last Jedi in general. I don't think it's but him. I, I, I think it is. I think it's a little bit him. If you ever see him act and stuff, he. I don't think he's very good at it. I think he's kind of a hammy actor. He's good at voice acting and playing a cartoon, but I don't no, know. Hamill actor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, yes, I can good. see what you mean. I mean, he's... He definitely got very lucky by being in Star Wars. And yeah, because before that, he had been in like General Hospital, I think. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I hate to say that because I, I love him. I love him as a person, too. He's like a good person. Yeah, he's, he is. He's, yeah, so I don't mean it's just I don't think he's good. I think like every line he delivers, it sounds I just don't think he does a great delivery on any of his lines. But then again, I don't think his lines are good. I don't know. We'll get to it in the next time when we record the next movie. I'm really not looking. I, I love having conversations with you guys. I'm not looking forward to watching that movie again. Either of them. <laughs> the second, I, get it. I don't know. I'm Last with you. Jedi, I want to watch again because I've only seen it maybe twice. Rise of Skywalker, I really don't want to see again. Then I would look forward to the, those episodes even more then. Yeah, I know. It's going to be something. It's going to be something. I but, would. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I thought it was a good ending, though. Her standing there with Luke on that island in Ireland, you know, or wherever it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For what it was, it was well done, you know. As yeah. much as I, I was disappointed that Luke didn't show up earlier, I guess for for what we get, it was powerful enough, and the music swells, and the kind of the helicopter shot of them going around is yeah. good. It's something different than normally how these Star Wars movies ends. I mean, it ends yeah. on a literal cliffhanger with nothing, with no resolution, which is which is 
the plot of the movie is resolved, but like the story arcs are not resolved, which if I'm not other than Han Solo being in Carbonite, it's one of the only times it happens in Star Wars movies. Yeah. Also, I will say it, it is Ireland. In fact, it's County Kerry spelled, yes. the same as my, spelled the same as my name and everything, actually. Yeah. County Kerry. Same spelling and everything. So a lot of puffins there. I mean, that's... yeah. <laughs> Porks. Yeah. So, yeah, it's uh, but yeah, we don't know. We got two more years in 2015 time to see what actually looks up to. So I was so excited for the mm-hmm. next movie to come out at this time. So fucking excited. <sighs> <sighs> I think we we didn't we didn't learn a lesson from the prequel movies. You know, people didn't <laughs> people didn't learn. People were I mean, the Force Awakens was a really strong start. It was. Then yeah. we were like, there's no it can only go up from here is what the public is. No. We did not just, I I think this did so this was so well done. Like there's th- we obviously had lots of complaints about it, but it was right. still it was really well done and yeah, I mean it stands for me. I I put it I I I I think I I put it above Solo. I'd put it below Rogue One, so I'd put it number 5 in ranking of the movies. And I wouldn't put it a big a, ju- a big jump above Solo cuz I enjoyed Solo. Yeah. But I think that's where I'm at with it. Yeah, I'm trying to think of where it. Well, my rankings continually change, but yeah, because I have to admit, like after doing the prequels of you guys, I enjoyed the prequels much more after talking with, you know, watching them again as like a, you know, 40 year old. Yeah, they're they better. Still, well, they're, also, as a 40 year old, you don't like maybe you don't like taxes more, you know, so I'm still pro taxes. <laughs> Well, tax makes raise, sense. Raise, I mean, them in fa- raise them, in fact. I'm a, I'm a public employee. I'm paid with taxpayer dollars. Well, <laughs> Increase the taxes. Taxes make sense, okay? Like, I don't like them, but they make sense. If we don't have them, we have other issues. So. Yeah, but um, but no, so I don't I don't know. I, I still, yeah, I think I would put this above the prequels. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's, I think so, yeah. I would I mean, put it above. Definitely above I mean, definitely above episode two or three. Episode one has grown on me over the years, but still, yeah, I'd put it above the prequels. Yeah. Okay. I guess we should go to shelf stacker box and Carrie, do you want to just continue your conversation into that? Yeah. Uh, put it on the shelf. Uh, I, 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 I probably watch this again in a couple of years. It was fun. I liked it. And Peter put it on the shelf. It's a strong movie. It's got so many good fun moments, characters, the actors really, really good. It looks really good. You know, anything, any complaints that I have are like minor or like Star Wars universe. Complaints. Yeah, as a fun adventure movie, it's pretty solid all the way through. So, yeah, yeah, keep it on the shelf. OK, yeah, and I agree. With that. I'll go last. I'm going to put this on the shelf, too. I didn't have the best time watching it yesterday. But again, that's my fault. <laughs> that is not the movie's fault. That was me running out of time because I was going to do this Friday night. And then Friday night came and I was watching Exorcist at the theaters because mm-hmm. it's Friday the 13th. My wife wanted to go see that. So that's what we did. <laughs> the original Exorcist? No, unfortunately, is the new the new one, which is fine. But I would have liked to see the original. The original is my favorite horror movie. Yeah, never seen it. I would have. Yeah, I actually, I, I saw it in the theaters for the twentieth anniversary, like um, fifteen years ago or ten years ago. No, twenty <laughs> twenty years ago. My wife would have loved that. No, I Exorcist something. I forget what it's actually called, but that's starring what... Max von Sydow. By the right. way, <laughs> Max von Sydow is the uh, the old priest. Oh, okay, well, he's old back then too, huh? Yeah, I need an old priest and a young priest. He played the old priest. And But I, I still enjoyed this movie. And as I've been watching it off and on, we've been talking, and the more we talk about this movie, this is still a really fun first movie to introduce a brand oh, yeah. new generation to Star Wars. Yeah, it's fun. It's got good action. It looks good. It's got good characters. I mean, 
my complaints are mostly like like Peter said, just Star Wars galaxy stuff where I want more information because I'm a Star Wars fan. You don't give it to me. Or I want things to make sense. I, I don't. Yeah, I, mean, I think Star Killer Star Killer Base the way it works is really dumb. The draining a star <laughs> for its power and the being able to shoot its beam across the galaxy and then somehow the beam splits. Also, when it gets to where it needs to go, the beam then splits and goes in different directions to attack different planets at once. Yeah. Dumb. It would have made more sense for it to just shoot the star that those planets are, are, are orbiting and blow that up or something if that was what they were trying to do because they're like, it destroyed the entire system. It would have made more sense. But no, it's it, it's dumb. It's really dumb. But if I can turn off my nerd brain, <laughs> I can really enjoy this movie. And I just can't remember you're that. watching Star Wars, not Star Trek, where things make sense. That's all. Yeah, even Star Trek things don't always make sense. So, uh, so. yeah, very. There's very a lot of Star Star Trek. They just pretend it makes sense more. <laughs> Star Trek well, is just, better PR of being like, yeah, it's all, it all makes <laughs> it's sense. gibberish, so it makes sense. Yeah. Star, Star Trek says a bunch of gibberish to make it sound like it makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm a big Star Trek fan. Right, so yeah, exactly. We got to do Next Generation uh, eventually. And don't, don't tempt me. Every episode. Uh, we'll do each episode for, yes. That'd be a whole brand new yeah. podcast. That's that, but. It's like on Rig and Morty, he's like, 100 episodes, 100 seasons. 1,000 <laughs> episodes, 100 seasons. <laughs> More adventures. But I, I am looking forward to watching Last Jedi. Just because. I am too. I am too. I'm looking forward to talking about it, for sure. Yes. And, and yeah, no, like I said, I, I watched it. I saw it in the theater, and then I've watched it once since then. And I I feel like it's it's kind of like how I feel about Man of, about Man of Steel. You know, oh, Man okay. of Steel is a is a fun movie if you fast forward through about an hour of it. <laughs> <laughs> I've only seen and, Last Jedi once in theaters. I tried to watch it one other time and I just couldn't do it. And that was in 2019 before. I, I think it's got I, some legitimately know. good stuff in it. I like all the stuff with Ray and Luke in spite of I'm not super fan of Luke's of Hamill's performance of Luke or the uh, lines that he is given. I still like their scenes. I like Ray. I like everything with Ray in that movie. And I, I like Rose as a character. I know the internet hated her, but I liked her as a character. Internet. Yeah, well, 20... racist, and, racist and sexist. Wait, you know, last year it comes out in 2017, right? Yeah. Yeah. There's, oh, yeah. we were in a, we were in a busy, uh, we were in a busy time on the internet trying to figure out how we can, <laughs> how we get to be racist again. And it's okay. Yeah. So, yeah. but, uh, but no, I like Rose as a character. Um, and, and I, I, I like Rose and Finn's whole dynamic. I don't like their little side adventure on the, the, you know, Las Vegas planet. <laughs> yeah. We'll get to it. I'm a yeah. fan of the last Jedi. I do like it. I'll be, I'll be interested to see if I can still defend it. Cause I haven't seen it since we also, hopefully we'll be bringing on someone else to join us too, just for that one. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Oh, man. If it's going to be three against one. Okay. I'm he likes the it. movie too. Okay, we thank and, God. And, Ken wants, Ken's like, I love that movie. I'm like, okay, you want to come on? Like, you, so yeah. To be clear, I always find myself defending it. Is the thing because I like <laughs> just, a lot of things about it. Right. I like a lot of things about it. I just I I have some specific issues with it. Oh, I I want to hear it though because I yeah. I'm all for hearing all the sides of the story. So yeah, yeah. So that will be fun. We'll we'll yeah. So you get to you get to look forward to that, listeners, because we are wrapping up this trilogy this year in 2023. For better or for worse. Yeah, and then, then what do we do? I don't know yet. <laughs> I, Because I, 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 these are my favorite podcasts to record, are the ones with you and Peter. So I oh. know I want to do Rebels next year. I'm going to do one episode of season one and two and one episode of season three and four. Because they're gotta, different. We got to do Ahsoka soon. Yeah, Ahsoka's actually coming. I'm, yeah, very, I actually need to message you the date. But yes, <laughs> in the green screen. But yeah, we're going to be doing that soon. 
Yeah. And then maybe we can find some non-Star Wars stuff that we're all interested in. Hey, we can only do the Star Trek movies. <laughs> yeah. I, I, do, <laughs> I, I, do all, I do all the Star Trek movies. I'm down. <sighs> I don't hear anything, Peter. I, I'm just trying to think through. I was like, how many Star Trek movies are there? There's like 15 at this point. There's, there's, to... there's, uh, there's, well, I, I wasn't 13. counting that. I wasn't counting, counting. the I wasn't oh, counting the Abrams verse. I was like, no, there's ten. There's ten. <laughs> that could that could be an option. Yeah, yeah, that could be an option. I mean, I should. I have no Star Trek anything on this on this podcast yet. Yeah, and I, Star Trek is the like I'd say after Star Wars, it's the thing I'm the nerdiest about. So I I could talk Star Trek. Me a lot. too. Me too. I I think since since um, Star Wars is more and more things I don't watch anymore. I may be leaning towards Star Trek at this point because yeah. the knowledge is increasing. But I don't know. It's a toss up. Yeah, we'll think, I love it. We'll talk about it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> talk some motion picture. Talk some undiscovered country. <laughs> voyage home. Yeah. Love they, voyage home. They're so the good. First movies. contact. They're mostly oh, good. God. They're mostly good. It's like I think all of them one. except I think all of them except for Nemesis and um, Search for Spock are, are pretty good. Search, Search for Spock, Spock is good. No, Search for Spock is good. What's the fifth one? Final Frontier. Is that fi- final? Oh, is, is, is final that Frontier. Undis- yeah. Final Frontier is five. Six is undiscovered yeah. country. Yes, because I like six. Five is the, the one that was uh, directed that's where it's where it's like with Sarek and all that. That's that, what I'm thinking of. That's Final Frontier, the one directed by William yeah. Shatner. Yeah, yeah, that's the one I don't like. All the others I like. And Nemesis, I'm not a fan of Nemesis. <laughs> I don't, I don't think, remember I don't, it. I don't think anybody's a fan of Nemesis. I don't think so. <laughs> no, I, I doubt do the not. people that are in it are fans of Nemesis. No, I don't think so. As it's Patrick Stewart put out a book. I just bought it. I haven't read it yet. Oh, yeah. I've been meaning to read that. Yeah. He apparently like trashes Tom Hardy. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Take him down. Yeah. He says <laughs> that Tom Hardy was just like, wouldn't talk to any of them. <laughs> Why? Wouldn't hang out with them after outside of shooting. I don't know. He was a villain. I, I don't know. Maybe he's method. He just wanted to be evil. So he didn't want to talk to them. so they had like they had like no charisma with him because they had like never spoken to him or even (laughs) that's what he says it's just like i read an interview where they had excerpts from it and i bought the book it's called make it so i think that's what it's called i gotta read that yeah it's on my list but i've gotta i've gotta read this third uh fifth civilization book i know i hear it's 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 actually good it's on it's it's the next thing on my i'm finishing up this standard i'm finishing up this brandon sanderson book i'm reading and then that's the next book on my what is it called again peter it's called beneath the vanished world Beneath the Vanished World. Yeah, I've got it on my Kindle waiting. So It's definitely really, the best written of them. I'll tell you that. Well, I, I'll say you because uh, uh, Prime uh, Meridian? Ultima Meridian. Yeah, yes. Was so good. It blew me away. So. That's great to hear. And the, I hope the third one does the same because I'm really proud of the third one as well. Well, good. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward. I'm, I'm curious. I'm like, what is going to go? What's going to happen? What's going to happen? There's, with there's this? a giant space station that's planet and it sucks the spit sucks the sun and, and, and uh nick nick roan is the son of the space emperor oh right right yeah that makes sense right he's got kanga dna right got it yeah it's a whole big thing you'll get to it that was great that, by the way that kanga dna that's a joke for you fifth civilization fans yeah you fifth right. heads out there yeah <laughs> Oh, go, and go! You'll see a link in the show notes. Go buy his book; it's worth it. I mean, yes, yeah, we're both hundred percent a little bit biased, but it actually is good. So, like, I'm not. I am being biased, but also at the same time, I'm not. I'm not wrong. Yeah. Like, we're not wrong. No, it's you're actually, not. You're not okay. wrong. It's a. It's a great series. It does actually make more sense than uh, science. It makes, yes, it, it does make more sense than the science makes in these movies. Yes. <laughs> All right, and Carrie, where people find you at? Hey, I am. 
I am on Twitch and YouTube and Instagram as Carousetta, K-E-R-O-O-S-E-T-A. I modify and repair video game consoles in my spare time, but most recently I've just been streaming uh, Marvel Snap and Starfield. There's a lot of that. So Ooh, snap. check it out. And uh, check out my my son's YouTube also. He's got over, he's got like 150 subscribers or something like that now. Oh, he's I went up since last off. time we recorded. Yeah, Nature P underscore dragon n-a-t-r-o-p-y underscore dragon he's uh makes uh puppets he makes dragon puppets like really cool looking dragon puppets and does wow. does a uh, very like a uh, gen z mimi uh shorts with them that i don't understand but they're popular <laughs> stuff. that's because we're old people yeah but it's good it's good stuff all right and there will be a link in the show notes to all three things that i just mentioned so definitely go check all that stuff out and Go look at all our Star Wars content. There is a ton of it at this point. More than will fit in the show notes. There will be some in the show notes of this episode, but I run out of room because I go over the character amount because there's too many damn Star Wars episodes. But go check out our giant catalog and find everything we do on Podbean. Just search Star Wars and we do all sorts of stuff. Just go type in something you never know. We might have covered it. Movie, game, comic, TV show. You never know. Go look. And if you want to support the show, we do a Patreon, a little dog, and vote in our Patreon poll. You'll see a link in the show notes. Definitely go, please do that. And join our Discord. That's free. You'll see a link in the show notes to that, too. Please join our Discord. Chat with us. We need more people to join. Yeah, the Discord is very friendly. I've enjoyed yeah. interacting with people on there. Yeah, I, I try to be very active in that thing now. So I think try to get more people to join, or at least be active with the people that are already there. So. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely go do that. And I want to give a shout out to my awesome intern outro, courtesy of Elena. At Hell Has Fear. You can follow her on TikTok. You'll see in the show notes a link tree to all her stuff. Also, please check out A Gamer Looks at 40 by Bill Tucker, who's been on the show many times. And started to start on Pocket years ago at this point. And also check out Nomads of Fantasy, another podcast that I'm on every so often. So check them out. And I think, oh, and please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Thread, Blue Sky. I think that's everything. <laughs> and we are on YouTube too, but audio only. So check us out on there too. I think that's everything I need to say. So we will see you guys all next time. Bye, everybody. Droid, please.